1001 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you, that chicken neck, man, he is really, since he got that last check, he's really been working right. overtime, you notice? I, I guess he took the money and bought the good stuff. And speaking of the good stuff and Sigourney Weaver, my favorite thing that was on this week's disc was... Do you call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just play that till 1 o'clock. Yeah, George is coming up 1 to 2 today because I'm getting out of here. It's the dog days of summer. Plus, I don't want to overwork myself. In addition to which, it would be very unlucky to overwork yourself on the 13th of the month. Wouldn't that be bad? Yeah, we just made that up. Oh, speaking of the um, promo we just had for... And why, why the hell doesn't Roger Clemens just retire and go away already? What is wrong retire. with you? Retire. Retire, Roger. You jackass. You fat, egotistical jackass. God, go away already. Some people that just keep hanging around and hanging around. God. Well, in his case, it's not like he's not good, you know. I don't care whether he's good or not. Usually the old guys are just I don't care. Well, what about that guy we were talking about the other day? That um, What's his name again? Julio Franco. Julio Franco. What a Julio. Going to be 48 years old next month, and he's still uh, kicking and playing and taking showers with the guys. What's not to like about that, huh? I guess he never made a whole lot of money. Wouldn't that be the, the reason? I mean, you know, nobody plays a sport until they're like 48 years old unless they don't have any money, Right. Right. Keep hanging on for cash, just like some of the rest of us. Human remains found in field near Dolphin Stadium. That's what I was getting to since we got the the Strohs coming into town to play your Red Hot Marlins tomorrow after the All-Star break. Didn't I tell you I wouldn't watch the All-Star game tonight? Didn't I tell you that? Uh Did I watch it? No. No. In fact, I'm trying to think of what movie I watched during that while the hell I was on. Whatever. Oh, oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. I forgot to tell you this before the show. You wanted my review on it? Do not. Do not get it. Do not steal it. Do not look at it. Syriana. Oh, okay. If somebody gives you that movie, just say, I'll get back to you, Syriana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what a piece of turd. And you can go on the IMDb and read all those glowing reviews, yeah, yeah. and it's brilliant, and George Clooney. The only the only reason you don't really notice that much that it's George Clooney is because he's got a beard the whole movie, and he, he's got this frumpy suit. He looks like a real schlumper, you know, even worse than me. And uh, and then Matt Damon is in there, and at the end of the movie, after he goes off and nearly gets himself killed in the in Saudi Arabia, he comes back to the wife and little kid, and uh, it's so disjointed and all over the place, and it doesn't really say anything. You know, it, it would like to say something, and the message of the movie is that oil is what it's all about, as if we didn't know that, you know, oil and money and corrupt business mm-hmm. people and corrupt business deals, and these Saudis are a bunch of ragheads, and, uh, and that's it. And they you know, teach the kids to be fanatics and hate the West. And uh, it is so bad, I can't even describe I would rather watch Last Days from beginning to end in its entirety wow. than watch Syrian again. That's how bad That's it is. Seriously. It's one of those movies that everybody hypes up. Oh, and George Clooney is a genius. And, oh, my God, the acting the acting sucks. Yeah. And it just, it's nothing. It's much to do about nothing. And it's very dark. And it's... Um, a lot of a lot of foreign language being spoken with the subtitles on the bottom. You know they're speaking Arabic or whatever. It, it's just crap. All right, good. So please, please watch Fatso and the Great Santini, which I spent tons of my own money to get you those movies. And I guarantee you that either one of those movies is a hundred times better than Syriana. If there's anybody in this audience that wants to tell me that Syriana was a good movie, much less anything beyond that, uh, I think taken you need some three or four uh-huh. calls from people that said, "Oh yeah, Syriana, you got to." Syriana sucks. Okay? It blows. It's garbage. I wouldn't wipe my ass with the film, okay? That's how bad it is. Would it leave a film if you did? Probably. A land surveyor working near Dolphin Stadium found the remains of an unidentified person in a field yesterday. Near the stadium. How do you like that? Was it Jimmy Hoffa? Probably some plunger from Calder. They probably tossed him over the edge there, over by the stadium. Channel 6 said the remains and a pair of pants. (laughs) 
Oh, man, that's that's the old joke at the track. How did you do today? Well, at least I left with my pants on, you know. Well, not that guy. Oh, no. I guess he did. We're found near Northwest 191st Street and 24th Avenue in a field from a across from Miami Gardens Police Station. The field is often used for dirt bikes and ATVs. The Dade County Medical Examiner's Office scheduled to perform an autopsy after the body is removed from the field today to try to determine who the person is and what happened to him or her or it. Wow, not exciting or what? Speaking mm. of him or her or it, I understand we got some new personnel at QAM. Yes, we do. All kinds of salespeople. Yeah, that's what uh, Chris uh, Jones was telling us this morning. He says, hey, y'all, how you doing, y'all? Yeah, he's uh, done quite a turnover there in the sales department. The only ones we got left now, we got Todd Dreck, which is very sad, and we got Troy. And uh, who was the other one? That's, that's it. it I guess. We're done. Wow. Turned over that whole sales department. Yeah. House cleaning. Wow. And just, I should mention this. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I <laughs> also want to say right off the bat today, thank you, Mr. President, for those low rock-bottom uh, oh, yeah. uh, 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 gas prices. Oil surged to a record high near $76 a barrel today on renewed worries over supply from major exporter Nigeria. And as a conflict between Israel and Lebanon heightened international tensions. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. They're at it again. The Israelis, they're bombing like crazy, and the Lebanese are throwing back a couple of uh, rocks. And, oh, it's, uh, it's bad. Geopolitical tensions have stepped up. We're moving on to a new phase in Iran and Israel, said Mike Whitner of investment bank Kalyan. In the end, geopolitical risk is about a current supply disruption getting worse or a new one <coughs> happening. U.S. crude, and that's the apt word for it, man. It's crude, all right. Hit a record, 75.89. Just when you thought you were going to get used to a $3 a gallon gas, start thinking more like four, okay? Start thinking four right now. Maybe by next summer. Eight bucks. Yeah, something like that. So at four, let's see, if you have an 18-gallon tank, four, that would be 72 bucks to fill up, fill up your tank. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low. Now that we uh, occupied Iraq and hooked the Cube. up to the oil fields, not. And, of course, we knew that uh, because they have all of that oil there, they were going to be able to pay for the uh, the whole uh, deal themselves. Remember that? All, another lie, another sure. gigantic lie. All these billions and billions, soon-to-be trillions of dollars that you, the poor sucker taxpayers, are paying for this uh, occupation and the bloodbath and human sacrifice. In Nigeria, two suspected explosions at a crude pipeline operated by Agip, a unit of Italy's INI. Oh, A-G-I-P. I see those gas stations in Italy all the time. See? Isn't that yeah. something? A unit of INI. A jip? Caused oil spills, Nigerian officials said. Any de uh, denied reports of sabotage and extensive oil spills and said damage would be repaired soon. If I hear one more word about that stupid-ass Zuzu, uh, Zizi, whatever his name is, that damn uh, French soccer player, I don't care what he said, what the guy, Italian guy said. I don't care what he did. I, uh, you know, who cares? Right? On and on yeah, and on. So All about brother. that stupid head. But... Royal Dutch Shell has already had to shut down 473,000 barrels per day of Nigerian supply, almost a quarter of output in Africa's top oil supplier, supplier because of attacks by rebels. Adding to Middle East tensions, Israel struck Beirut Airport and blocked Lebanese ports on Thursday. Nice to see, though, that the Palestinians are getting one square meal a day by candlelight in the dark. I thought it was rectangular. Well, not too much, not much to it. And I hear the rumor is that it's trafe. Oh, here's George's poll from yesterday. What should be illegal? 1110. You know something what you left off? A lot. No, this is my. This would have gotten my vote. Sports talk radio. Oh, can I change my vote? Can we do it over? Wouldn't that have been the good one? See, oh, I'm the poll man. I'm the poll man. Remember that song, Soul Man by That's Sam right. and Dave? Uh, no There's the one that Boca Brown ought to be singing, the poll man. That's me. I'm, That's, That's what I heard. Area of expertise. From all over the world. That's right. That's correct. I'm the poll man. What should be illegal, you asked? 
Lying on the news, 238. Now you're picking on Rupert Murdoch again. Yes, those I wonderful am. people at Fox, who, by the way, own MySpace.com. Thanks for uh, that making me watch that DVD. I got all angered up. Which one? Oh, Outfoxed? Outfoxed. But it was worth watching, though. I kicked the puppy. How about Bill O'Reilly on there? They make a jackass oh, out of him, which oh, didn't take a lot yeah. of talent to do Falafel. that, but nevertheless. Falafel. Only one time he told a guest to shut up. He says, and then they yeah, show about yeah. 400 clips of him telling him, shut up, shut up, uh, shut up. It's a series of montages, and they're all yeah. great. It's uh, fabulous. He's a jackass. And by the way, his impact in South Florida on the radio still continues to be oh. none, less than none. He still barely even shows on the Richter scale, like, and the number always starts with a oh. zero. Lying on the news should be illegal according to you. It's 338. Oh, by the way, do you hear about Catherine Harris's plane? No, what about it? Driving while talking on a cell phone, 315. Well, that would put us out of business, so we certainly don't vote for that. Right. Public money for pro sports, I voted for that, 165. Enough of that crap. Subsidizing billionaires so that they can get their bats and balls. That's right. And take showers with the guys. Although Mark Cuban, even though he's a jackass, do you see he's putting Dan Rather on his cable thing in Texas? I did not. Well, if you would read our story, bedtime stories on our uh, website, you'd have seen that. Okay. Speaking any language other than English, Incredible. 134. Well, that's, see, that's the bug up the ass of South Florida once again. Speak it English, speak it English. Quit with no speak it pony, okay? As the hatred just continues to flow, it's uh, you, you, it's uh, palpable. Yes. Don't you love that word? It's palpable. It you can favorite. feel it. You can smell it. Mm -hmm. It's in the air. In fact, when Thunderclap Newman was singing, there was something in the air. That was it. It was the hate in South Florida. Ah, speaking English. Talking in the movie theater, and of course, especially in a language other than English, 66. Oh, death penalty. Uh, sideways hats, 47. That's a <laughs> punk thing. Yeah. I didn't even know what you meant by that, but then when you explained it to me, yo, I was, yo. Just, oh, stop already. Sideways hats. That's like, you know, your pants down to your That's all knees part of it. The, we should have the put whole that on thing, you know. Look how cool I am. As That's cool right. as a frog's fart. Serving cold fries, 34. I, I would say that. that eating fries should be illegal in the first place because that's going to kill you. Fried in those trans fats, man. Deep fried mm. in there. Just just a, a tumor waiting to happen in every mm. bite. Cancer. And cowboy boots. I guess Josh has got to bug up his ass about cowboy, cowboy boots. 11. Yeah, he's got to boot up his ass about it. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. What's that all about? Boot. Uh, it was more, the, more of a joke, but yeah. <laughs> no, see, he was just kidding you, and you go ahead and put it on the pool. Well, that's, that's right. That's if you would have put Sports Talk Radio on here instead of Cowboy Boots, I guarantee you would have had more than 11 votes. Maybe you want to try it again. <laughs> huh? There's Let's a thought for you. Now, we'd have, had, we'd have made our 1,000 votes on the poll today if Eric would have put this poll on there sometime last night within reason, but I kept sending it. He's busy there at the Parliament House in Orlando. He is busy hanging with the guys, I guess. But we'll, we'll get to that. 12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at that schedule, man. We got Geldy back again today at 2. No wonder I'm a little bit. Got to get that. I, I want that hour separation. Maybe that's why I'm leaving at 1 today. Because I'll, I'll let you do a crossover with Geldy. How do you like that? Cross-dress and crossover. Mad Dog, no, that's the new, new uh, intern you were telling me. 4 to 6.30 is Mad Dog. Then the Marlins on deck, 6.30 to 7. The Marlins and the Strohs at PP Park, 7.05, where they're digging up bodies. We're going to find out where the bodies are buried, and it's at Dolphin Stadium. And Eddie K from Vegas attend. And you know, it kind of cracked me up when Hank was talking about why Eddie's in Vegas, as if he needs an excuse to cover some fight. You know, there's always the fight. You know what I mean? Hey, did you see the fight? Yeah. A couple of guys that nobody ever heard of before. Does Josh have any idea who they are? Yes, I do. I think he said Elizabeth Vargas. Nobody said. That's her. Yeah. Yeah, her against uh, Dan Rather. That'd be a good one. And I think Liz might have a chance. 1013 at 560 WQM. If you love the finer things in life, then you'll love Stogie's. It's Miami's quintessential cigar shop, and of all places, it's in Kendall. 
With South Florida's largest selection of cigars, Stogies of Kendall is sure to have your favorites, all the ones that you love to puff on. Stogies has got over a thousand open boxes of cigars to choose from, including Arturo Fuente, Padron, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, and lots more, including a large selection of premium cigars at closeout prices, as well as obscure and hard-to-find cigars that you won't find just in every street corner. So get your ass into Stogies today. Enjoy a smooth smoke in their wine lounge, featuring some of the finest boutique wines from around the world. Join Stogies every Friday for their wine tasting from 5 to 8 in the p.m., featuring some of the most delicious Bordeaux that France has to offer. You'll find Stogies at 11612 North Kendall Drive, open every day, seven days a week. You can call Stogies and reserve a box of your favorite cigars. Call them at 305-598-9820. And don't forget, when you stop into the shop, say hi to Mario and the girl, Sandra and Yanni, and you'll get a free cigar of the day just for knowing who the hell they are. That's Stogies at 11612 North Kendall Drive in Kendall, 305 598 9820. Tell them that the old pipe smoker sent you by. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Jorge fills in for the pipe smoker this morning at 9 o'clock. It's been worth my attention that uh, your ratings are dying now. Well, I don't assure you what a big asset I was to you and how. You thought you could find somebody good enough to fill my baggy pants? It ain't easy. <laughs> there ain't no chance I'll ever be coming back. <laughs> Outside of considering a lucrative contract. Hmm? If you want to know what will save you from shutting that transmitter to ground, why, that's easy. <laughs> sure. Back together again. What do you say? Six, six a.m. till midnight. All right. Until one of them collapses or just kills the other one. Okay. Here's the pool we got going for today. And like I said, if we'd have gotten this on at a timely uh, situation, we'd um, have that thousand easy. But we'll never make it. Three sixty is what we got. I think we ought to do a complete three sixty. All right. Something, place, or a person that seemed better years later than it really was. You know that whole thing about nostalgia and everything years later right. always. You know, the mind plays tricks on you. Boy, the it sure was great back in those days at, uh, you know, at, at yeah. the 12 Corners in Rochester, you know, at Winton Road and Monroe Avenue, at Earl's uh, Drugs, getting your baseball cards and getting your uh, haircut at the 12 Corners Barbershop. But that was so great. Although I will say this, Don and Bob's was great, and, of course, that's the reason. That, that That's the problem with nostalgia. All the things that really were great, they're not there anymore. Right. Like the famous restaurant on uh, Miami Beach. That was great. There was nothing uh, imaginary about that, and it's long gone. Like uh, Prince Spaghetti House in Boston. That, was, that wasn't just great. It was awesome. Awesome. Long gone. 
and all of these all of these things. things. Anyway, some uh, thing, person, or place that seemed better years later than it really was. The nostalgia. That, I hate this poll 57. I can't believe that. I thought this is a great poll. How is that possible? You don't think this is a good poll? It, it is. They're just deciding to vote that. Oh, now. get out of here. I hate this poll my you. ass. Yeah, well. What is that? What a bunch of lunkheads. I'm telling you. Early sex experiences, 47. High school, 46. Hmm, let's tie those two together. Uh, my hometown, 31. Yeah, I was telling you before the show day, like Rochester. You know, what's the big deal with Rochester? It's a horseball town. When you live there, when you're a kid growing up there, you think, man, this is a big city. You know, wow, this is a... And then you realize years later, it's a podunk little hole in the wall. It's crap. You know, even Eastman Kodak is barely even there anymore, I think. You know, I mean, what's, what's the big deal with Rochester? They got the lilacs. No more Don and Bob's, at least not the one in Brighton anyway. So well, who the hell wants to go there? Do you want to go to Rochester? Eh, for free. You know, they tried, they tried that ferry, if I can use the word, across Lake Ontario between Toronto and Rochester, and they shut that down about ten times already because, yeah, there were people coming to Toronto, but who the hell wants to go to Rochester? Did you okay. try that ferry? No, I've tried them all. Okay. Early sex experiences, 49, speaking of that. High school, 48. My hometown, 32. Early TV, 26. And, of course, you, you can tell... Well, when you watch, like, on Nickelodeon and some of these mm -hmm. other old-time uh, movie channels, and you watch some of those shows. Now, some of them are still good. Correct. But most of them, man, oh, God. You, you think, mm -hmm. well, you know, that, oh, that's yeah. all that was available. Like the old Today Show. You won't see that no more with, like, Dave Garraway and Jack Lescooley and Frank Blair in the news and J. Fred Muggs the Chimp. I mean, and, and the first Tonight Show with uh, Maury Amsterdam. I bet you if you watch that right now, you'd just keel over. Probably. Of course, if you watch the one that's on now with Jay Leno, you'd keel over, too. Early TV 26, most of it was crap. But, it was, you know, it's, it's what we had at the time. Top 40 Radio 25, the 80s 25, JFK 20, College 20, the 70s 19, the 60s 18, Hitchcock movies 11. See, I didn't, I didn't put, like, rear window or individual movies, because if we did that, we could put, like, you know, we could spend a whole poll with listening sure. to every movie or TV that's show. Right. So I, you know, put groups on here, categories. Detroit 7. Yeah, it was crap. The uh, 50s, five, because most of us aren't old enough. Well, most of you aren't old enough to remember the 50s, but I sure do. No, the 50s was very bland. It was very boring. It was Ozzy and Harriet. It was uh, Father Knows Best with Robert Young, Medic with William Shatner and the Richard Boone. You know, how, now how come t I'm thinking TV shows? I don't know. Uh, it was uh, Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly mm -hmm. and Raymond Burr and Thelma Ritter. In other words, it uh, was boring. 50s were boring. But sometimes boring isn't all that bad, you know, as compared to other stuff like what's going there on There are now. worse things, that's right. Yeah, we did have, still have a few freedoms. New York has got five votes. That was a late ad. And Harry Truman's got four. Now, did you see the thing? That was, was that in Why We Fight about Truman and about the fact that the Japs wanted to surrender? And he was, uh, he was hell-bent on showing yes. the world that we had the bomb and we yes, were going to use the bomb. And we did use the bomb. And not just once, but twice. Right. So you want to surrender? We don't think so. Now, well, you surrender when we want you to surrender. How's that? Is it good now? Can we do it now? Truman. Yeah, well, 391 votes on there, so we'll, you know, we'll do whatever we'll do. And I'm sure that there are a lot of add-ons to this poll there. But the idea that I hate this poll is leading uh, here, that, that, that's pathetic. It's got 16% of the votes. I hate this poll. That's the new creep of the season now. Get out of here. That's what you had a horrible poll on was, Friday. I, that's what I voted on Friday for your poll. I hate this poll. And won by a landslide. I'm telling you. What? That that's what, the, that's what they're deciding to vote for now. Did they vote for that yesterday? No. Was was it even on there yesterday? No. I don't think you even put it on there yesterday. No. I forgot no, somehow. You, did, you forgot to put that on there yesterday. Well, see, now you would know. So you leave it to me, and then you'll say, see, there's the old man's poll on there. They hate it. It's not about that. What is it about? It's about yeah. the country. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 
Because the word hate is involved in there? I hate this poll? Because it's just children left in town right now. Oh, overgrown idiots? That's you right. mean like the ones that call, like QAM, hello? Hi, John Yeah, uh-huh. Well, you're right. you got a good point. See, I, I, there was no doubt. There None. was no doubt in None. my mind. He needs to be, like I said the other day, taken out. I can't believe yeah. he still haven't done it. Put him in the desert and don't give him a map. Just get, uh, get rid of that creature, whatever it is. Or fishing. Maybe you could get, hire him and uh, the thing. Remember the thing? That, oh, uh, God. Yeah, put the, get the two Isn't of them in there together. And then the new uh, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank God I'll never darken the door of that building again. Never once again will uh, you won't see my ass in there or the rest of me either. Isn't that exciting? And then after what you tell me about the turlets in there overflowing and dripping down yeah, on the floor below. Yeah, I haven't checked it out today yet. People trying to use the tea room down on the second floor because the one on the third floor is like flooding and uh, and then it's dripping through the ceiling down to the second floor. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of our trickle-down theory at QAM. That's right. It works. Right. In fact, look at the uh, numbers there. Look at every time the trends come out. We're trickling down pretty soon to a... Oh! Yeah, in fact, we got that some parts of the day. 26 past 10 at 560 WQM with lightning quick speeds, the latest features, and security. Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. Call today and get yourself the best offer of the year. At Comcast High Speed Internet for only $24.95 a month for your first six months. Plus, Comcast will upgrade to the super fast 8 meg premium speed tier free. With an always on connection speed of up to 8 megabits a second, Comcast High Speed Internet is up to five times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to a hundred times faster than ancient dial up, which is for real losers. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or simply surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll always be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like video mail, Comcast Radio Rhapsody Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you also get free McAfee security tools included so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. That alone is an annual savings of over 100 bucks for the security by itself. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than you ever could before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for only $24.95 a month for six months. Call them in day 305-COMCAST or in 954-COMCAST. Call today for all the details. Certain restrictions apply. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The Cadillac Ford. Attention men. Put down that chicken sandwich. Avion Flu is targeting you. It could be in your home right now. As a public service of Sport Hole Radio 560 WQAM, we urge you not to eat any chicken of any kind, especially the chicken you troll for on MySpace. Signs of Avion Flu affect you in stages. First, you start talking like a chicken. Oh, I was at the sports bar last night, and... In the second stage, you'll grow feathers. In stage three, the feathers fall off, leaving you with the most adverse effect of all. You turn into a grotesquely fat, white, gay, draft-dodging Republican man resembling Carl Rowe. Anybody seen Jeff Gannon? I sure could use a good method. Don't let avian flu destroy your life. Take it from this authority. This here's Colonel Sanders. I came back to life to tell you to stop eating my chicken. It's riddled with Carl Rovian disease. Say, don't you be eating my chicken, or I'll be seeing you soon. It's 1032. I'm reading some of the reviews of Syriana. Luckily, on IMDb, there are, here's one that's got one star, rips it in the ass. Another one, one star. And uh, one guy says, uh, it's a rare event for me to leave a movie before the end. It's only happened four or five times in 30 years of my lifetime. About 30, mm-hmm. man. But Syriana was one of those times. Wow. I, it, 
But the thing that bugged this guy the most, I guess, was the uh, torture scene there where they pulled out George Clooney's fingernail. Oh, I'd have done that. And uh, to me, that was one of the highlights. I was pleased okay. to see that. I thought he deserved it. Here's one that says, I was watching this schlub of a movie at a multiplex in Manhattan. A bunch of teens came in the middle of the film like they had free range of the theater. They stayed for five minutes and left. I wanted to go out with them. <laughs> the torture scene was okay, but the one in the hostel was better. Big oil, shady doors, uh, doings between the CIA, covert operatives, and the royal families of OPEC in the Middle East. And that's got a bunch of Zs. You know, mad madrasas and suicide bombers. Yeah. Matt Damon's dramatic range was slightly less than uh, a Thunderbird uh, doll. George Clooney has totally lost whatever good looks he had and looked all uh, flabby and old. They should have uh, tortured him a few days longer just, just to slim him down. <laughs> Excellent review. Syriana, don't waste your money on it, okay? Believe me, trust me when I tell you, you'll be so sorry. So what's the message? The Arabs there are bad people and we should nothing just Nothing revelatory in it. You can't follow it at all. It's totally convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. You have no idea who the characters are. And does George Clooney have a wife or a family? Or uh, We have no idea what's going on in there. It just uh, doesn't make any sense. You know, and, and, of course, this is supposed to be such a gutsy thing. And George Clooney is a... What did I tell you about him? I can't stand him. Yeah. You know, he says a lot of the right things, and then when push comes sure. to shove, he always turns out to be a schlub, like it said in there. I don't like that he looks through his eyebrows at you. Is that what it is? It does. Well, he didn't have to look through his eyebrows because his whole face, he had the whole full facial beard, the whole deal, and looked real fat and frumpy in the whole thing. Not that that makes any difference. If, if it was a good movie, I wouldn't have minded whether he looked fat or frumpy, but it was a piece of crap. God. Well, that's a relief. Yeah, don't. that's one movie I will not be sending you, okay? Right Unless uh, all of a sudden you piss me off for some reason, then I'll send you Syriana. Oh, no need to get hasty now. <laughs> oh, man. If online poker is your passion or if you fancy Internet roulette, you might want to consider taking up a new hobby. There's one for your buddy Prozac Ron. It's not Internet roulette. It's called Russian roulette. Die! Congress has taken a good idea. It has taken a significant step toward banning most online gambling. Everything is being banned, man. It used to be banned in Boston. Now it's just banned in the U.S., eh? Everything. Oh, and wait till we get to the, the next thing about the FCC is reviewing past oh, your, your plots when you hear this. They're reviewing tapes of, like, especially sports television, uh, sportscasts, so if they can pick up some uh, four-letter words in the background. You know how they have the, the microphones oh, on the field all the time? that's rich. No, he's dead. The House voted 317 to 93 Tuesday for legislation that would prohibit credit cards and other payment forms from being used to settle Internet wagers. It would clarify and update current law to spell out that most gambling is illegal online. I don't think it's any of their damn business. How do you like that? Right. It would also allow law enforcement officials to work with Internet providers to block access to gambling websites. Oh, it sounds like China to me. The bill would exempt state-run lotteries and horse racing. See, that's the one thing in case you... I'm sure you got that message from your fat-ass governor already. Lotteries are good. Everything else is bad. Right. And of course, horse racing is okay, even though we don't want to do anything for it, but it's okay. But lotteries especially are great, even though we haven't got a Chinaman's chance in hell. And it's probably the biggest sucker bet uh, going anywhere. And a lot of very desperate, desperado people spend all their lunch money on it every day. But uh, that's okay. The fight now moves on to the Senate. Leaders in the Senate haven't identified Internet gambling as a priority yet. And the bill supporters say the House vote gives them the momentum. It gives them the big mo to push the Senate to act. The bill's main champion in that chamber, Republican Senator John Kyle of Arizona, said he would pursue it aggressively. Leave it to the Republicans. They want to ban everything. Okay, pretty soon they're going to ban your life. You can't... Uh, can't breathe the air, you can't do squat. 
can't even squat. Supporters of advanced aid, Internet's widespread availability makes it too easy to gamble, something can create betting addictions and financial problems. It puts gambling in every living room, at every school desk, in every workstation, said John Kent, a business professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, who studied the issue and supports the bill. Critics argue the legislation favors some gambling industries over others and that regulating the $12 billion industry and collecting taxes on it would be more effective than a ban. Oh, that sounds like uh, Marijuana, okay, regulating and collecting taxes on it because you're not going to stop it. Oh, what a bad idea. We can't yeah, that would that. be wrong somehow. That would be very uh, sinful. Israeli airstrikes, they're going crazy over there now. You kidnap a couple of our soldiers, we're going to kill like thousands of your civilians just to show you how pissed off we are. And we're going to go back into Lebanon again. We're going to start, uh, oh, jeez. Like I said, although maybe this is a good sign. You see that thing on CNN, New Middle Eastern Crisis. There's nothing new about it. It's just a right. continuation of the same crap that's been going on for five or 6,000 years now. But maybe this is a very good sign. Maybe finally they're all going to kill each other. Oh, please. Yeah. Get those nukes going. The Israelis and all those schmata heads over there, just kill each other and leave the rest of the world alone. Right. We're sick and tired of all your, uh, your spatting, okay? God, such crap. Oh, look at that. They're goose-stepping in Lebanon. You see that? I did not. With some really very... It looks like they, they bought those uh, uniforms at the Army-Navy store. 433 votes on our poll so far. Something, place, or person that seemed better years later than it really was. I hate this poll is still leading with 74 votes. That I hate that. I don't hate a lot, but I sure hate that. I, what, you don't want to know why? Because everything else is so divided up. There's so many good choices on there. And I haven't, you know, and those are just the ones I put on. High school, 60. Early sex experiences, 54. My hometown, 38. Early TV, 29. Top 40 radio, 28. Oh, and that reminds me of that fan. Now, let's see. Is it a WABC jingle that he sent me? I don't know. Old Chipper Neck, I yeah, think it was. Oh, oh, WABC! Well, it's from New York to everywhere around. 7-7 on your dial. The great big groove of sound. The home of the good guys. You just can't put it down. We are around and around and up and down we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake it to the greatest radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, baby, you'll agree. Why don't you know it's W-A-B-C? 77 I sure hope you're not faxing me something important because I would have punched more. Uh, I'll punch more paper in here and it's like jammed, jamming. One oh, second. Not important, but there. Oh. One moment, please. I. Oh, yeah. One of those rare malfunctions at the junction. Oh, hey, look, breaking news. Israel has the right to defend herself, says your president. Oh, yeah. Urges Israel to show some restraint. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't drop too many bombs on those poor ragheads. Let's see what this is that was so important. The what? South Park episode with Tom Cruise and John Travolta is closed. In oh, the in the closet. This is bad writing. In the closet will be replayed because the episode has been nominated for an Emmy. All right. Oh, all right. Excellent. That's one of the great uh, TV shows in the history of mankind, that particular South Park episode. And, of course, don't forget, don't leave out R. Kelly, you know, right? No, no. He's Otherwise, he might he might uh, bust a cap in your head. Excuse me, but I do believe that's up So that's good. It'll be replayed finally. Maybe they got the cojones to uh, put it on there again. Anyway, Top 40 Radio's got 28. Interrupted my pull for that great WABC Chubby Checker jingle. The 80s, 28. JFK, 23. College, 21. The 70s, 20. The 60s, 20. A lot of drugs. Uh, Hitchcock and a lot of dead people. Hitchcock Movies, 11. New York, 9. Detroit, 8. The 57. The Harry Truman, 4. Isn't that interesting how those are? How about, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how you would word it because I don't want to list individual ones. Individual what? Restaurants, you know, that are now gone. You know, how, how that, would you say that, that? That sounds good. Restaurants that are now gone. Restaurants uh, that are closed. That are closed. That that sounds kind of awkward, you know. Um, that that's okay. Restaurants that are closed. Okay. They all know what we're talking about. Now, unlike the ones that I mentioned before, all of which were great, like the famous. I mean, I don't care what anybody right. says about that any more than I care about what they say about Syriana. We'll get back to you, Syriana. In fact, that's what you ought to do if you already were stupid enough to buy or rent the DVD. Just put it in your uh, DVD player, pay about a minute of it, and then say, I'll get back to you, Syriana, then take it out and flush it down the toilet. 18 before 11 at 560 WQAM. This may sound crazy, but experts now say you can lose weight in your sleep. According to ABC News and Good Morning America medical correspondent Dr. David Katz, there's convincing evidence that a good night's sleep can really pay dividends in terms of weight control. Studies point to two hormones regulating appetite, which are in balance after people have had at least eight hours of sleep. So call Dial-A-Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. They're open till midnight tonight. Save yourself a few bucks and shed a few pounds at the same time. Dial-A-Mattress offers you that unbeatable deal. They offer you 12 months financing, no payments, and no interest. Dial-A-Mattress has been ranked number one in the world in overall customer satisfaction for a long time. I've been using them for years, and they offer you all the name brands like Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. So call them today at 1-800-MATTRESS or click them on the web at mattress.com. 1-800-MATTRESS, M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Stupendous Saving. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 562 AM. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Close call at the society ball. Took a streetcar one way with the girl from King Kong Freeway. She arrived at the door. She was looking poor. Only made a dime a day. Fifteen cents was minimum wage. She was gonna be an actress, just like Vivian Lee. Live on a plantation and drive a Model T. She thought that Al Capone was the enemy. But she knows that nothing, 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 nothing has been all right since Al Jolson and Chaplin, way before Kate Kaplan, Charles Lindbergh, the Duker, the president was Hoover. There was no TV, and no I Love Lucy. She's still preoccupied. 19, 19, 1925. Yeah, Republican ticket of party and police is running well ahead of Thompson Roosevelt. At the present time, Harding is selected for the 16 million votes against some 9 million for the Democrats. She knows all the classics. She knows every line. She puts gone with the wind, drinking a Mickey Finn. She did the Charleston to do Gellington. Or Howard Mine would whirl when she dreamt of Milton Berle. She wore it up big like a flapper. Cause of prohibition, she could have no liquor. She loved the comedy show like George and Grace King. Whatever happened to Abbott? Hey, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Tom Dolson and Chaplin. Way before Kate Kaplan, Charles Lindbergh, the Duker, the president was Hoover. There was no TV and no I love the Oh, yeah, there was the duker and then there was the puker. 1048, this is one of the worst faxes in the history of this show. That's right. 
Don't you agree? I the do agree. Just sent me. And I this looks to... like very familiar handwriting, too, sure. from some jackass. Where's 913? Isn't that over on the West Coast? I, I think. Whoever sent this fax, you should only rot in hell, okay? And I, and this is, this is, you're right. It's the summertime, man. What we got to choose from now, yeah. you, talk about, you talk about slim pickings. That's Kansas City, by the way. Whoa. Kansas City? That's right. And well, I don't understand this. 913, and then it's got like a whole bunch of different numbers. I don't understand that number. Do you? No. I, I don't get it. Because it says 2913, and then it's got R. Yeah, there's Wilbur Harrison going to Kansas City. Stay there. Yeah. Kansas City, here we go. Nah, that's a place I, I've driven through it on the interstate. I've driven right through the, where the interstate goes between Arrowhead Stadium and what's the, uh, the the football and the baseball stadiums. What's the baseball stadium? Uh, I don't know the name. We of it. don't know. But it's a beautiful place, man. they got like the waterfall there and the whole deal. And you can see they're like right across the highway from each other, I guess, or right next to each other. Yeah, nobody goes there either. Don't they? Oh, that's... um. Oh, what a team they got, those Kansas City Royals, man. That's not an area code. What you're looking at there is our fax number with a number in front of it like they had to dial an extension first. Oh. Yeah, I didn't think this was from uh, out of... No, this looks like a chronic regular uh, sure. writing to me, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Hey, Neil, you should... And the audience will be pissed off when they hear this, too, because this goes to show you, we take these polls, which, you know, it's not the whole show. It's a part of the show every day. But uh, and so many stupid people out there just don't even understand it. The whole concept of it. It says you should add the Godfather to your pool. Well, I mean, the fact that we can watch the Godfather, those of us who like it, which is the overwhelming majority of us, and we can watch it over and over. And when it comes on TV, and uh, even though we've seen it 80 million times, we watch it 80 million and one times because we can't turn it off. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that, that's exactly the opposite of what we're talking about. That is correct. That's a, precisely the opposite of what we're talking about. I'm going to make them an offer. Good. I second that emotion. The poll question is some thing, place, or person that seemed better years after than it really was. Well, if that's the case, why would we watch it again? Why would you watch any movie and enjoy it so much that you'd want to see it again and again and again and again? Maybe they just didn't understand the question. No, no, they understood the question. They're just stupid, that's all. Like Mo would say, stupid. And if there's anything worse than being stupid... Do, 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 do. Boy, that is just pathetic. That just, that, you know something? That frosts my ass even more than that thing about I hate this poll. Because I can see, I mean, it's not like getting an overwhelming. It's got like 17.5%, but the other are all split up among all the other choices. Plus, if I ever took any calls, they might add some more choices on there, but I doubt that. You think they will? I, I don't WQAM, know. hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted you to comment on what you felt from going to be the announcer for the Miami Dolphins to doing the World Series of Poker on the radio. Isn't that, Did you hear about Mo? Mo is doing, yeah, we heard about that. Just lay off Mo already, okay? He's doing a World Series. He's calling poker on the radio. Did you know that? Yeah. That's a true story. Do, 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 do. See, some of your people, man, they could be dropping nuclear weapons in Homestead, and you're talking about Mo again. You're one-dimensional. You're narrow in scope, man. Broaden your horizons, okay? Broaden do, your... Do, 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 do. Yeah, right. Instead of just do, 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 that do, do, all the time, once in a while, throw in one of these. Do, 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 do. Like that. Jesus, God Almighty. Oh, oh, I, I kiss the ground that I don't have to be there. You have no idea. Uh, yes, I do. I have every oh, idea. God, what a place. What a festering sewer. An outdoor sauna bath. You know, I want to admit something. I was thinking about this the other day, and then I got sidetracked. Yeah. When I lived in Kindle, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was in Horizons. Okay. Because once upon a time, I lived on, I don't even remember the street anymore in Kindle. I think it was uh, 107th. Was that it? Between, between uh, Kendall Drive and uh, what's the other... Uh, 
Is it Sunset? Miller, there's Sunset down there. No, Sunset. Like 70-something. Anyway, and I looked uh, in, in uh, Four Quarters Habitat, then I had a place uh, next to that. Then I finally bought a, a condo in Towngate on the corner there. But in between there, I lived in Horizons, which is an apartment complex. And they had a, an ice pool, and they had a sauna. Okay. And I must confess, I mean, a fat slob like me sitting in a sauna, I mean, why would I be in there? Like, Lordy, lose weight? I'd huh? be a warning. What do you mean by that? I'd hang a sign on the door that you're doing that. <laughs> well, I wasn't doing anybody in there, but I was certainly watching. Oh, there were some really uh, hot people in there. More than well, what's wrong with that? There's no law against that, sitting around watching people sitting there with a, a towel around them, uh, you know, almost naked. No law at all. Hoping, you know, where there's hope, there's, uh, where there's life, there's hope. As in just a little grope, but that never happened. Oh, boy. I, I don't know why that struck me. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to all of these but things. There's a co-ed sauna? Yeah. Okay. It was just for the uh, complex, man. That's don't get right. a complex about it. No. But what do you mean? Was it a co-ed sauna? Yeah, there was chicks in there, and there was guys. And then there no, were some I who were like... Used to like the sauna when I lived in a cold place. We used to like to go into the sauna. Yeah. I didn't go in there, like, to uh, get cold or to hot. To get hot. Or, yeah, you did. You went in there to get hot. hot. That's absolutely yeah, right. Very steamy. <laughs> Even if they didn't have the coals going, it was still kind of steamy in there. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, do you know that George... Yeah, we know. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I'm not gay. But yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, we believe you are. In fact, uh, we're positive that you're gay. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How are you, buddy? Okay. Yeah, I'd like to add this to the poll. Uh, 60s and 70s porn. It, it was terrible. But back oh, then, you thought very. it was good, you know? Yeah, that's ter- true. Terrible. Well, that's all, you know, it's like, like I said, early TV. That's all that was available, so you thought it was really great. Yeah, and, you know, the women didn't shave back then. That was the main thing, you know? So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, even, I wouldn't even look at it now. Even you know? Harry Reams, if he would have shaved, it couldn't have hurt. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Harry Reams, what a name that is. At uh-huh. any rate, early, early porn. You want to put... You we're we're putting early porn on there. That's a good idea. Yeah, early porn is excellent. Well, I mean, it wasn't excellent. Although I will say, well, I don't know. I've seen some. Yeah, I know. I've seen some, believe you me. But I don't want to go back through that again. 480 votes, not that I've ever seen. Let's see, restaurants that are now closed, three. I, I look at the way that, I don't know, I just, I'm not real happy with the way that looks on the pool, but we'll have to settle for it. They, they know what we're talking about. Restaurants yes. that you thought were great back then, it's just kind of like Wolfie's, you know. I mean, stop and think about that. Was Wolfie's really all that good? I don't uh. know. I mean, I ate there a zillion times at, at all the various incarnations of Wolfie's, but was it really all that good? Probably not. It was certainly not like the famous. I mean, the famous was heads and shoulders above Wolfie's. I mean, the Wolfies, the big thing was the, the floor show, the free floor show, the waitress is screaming and ripping off the apron and running out. I quit. This place is crazy. You know, and all those old yentas in there. Man, what a clientele. Whew. Unbelievable. And I used to think that it was a chicken and the egg thing, like you didn't know which came first, whether the waitresses right. were just snotty, uh, surly old bags, or whether it was the clientele that made them like that. I, I no longer have those doubts. That's Believe right. you me. If you had to put up with those kind of, oh, my God, mm-hmm. old yentas every day. You'd become bitter and hostile. Maybe that's why South Florida is so full of hate. So many nasty, hateful, old, rotten, miserable, <laughs> like that, who do the death rattle all the time. <laughs> like that. Yeah, and the old people suck, too. By the way, the good news is that I got uh, rid of my uh, rocking there. Remember I had that for yes, a few days? Yes, you did. It was lingering. That was getting very annoying, but I got rid of that. I think it was the springtime allergies. And now that it's no longer spring and it's the middle of the summertime and hotter than hell, it's long gone. 1057 at 560 WQM. George is going to be on today from 1 to 2 because I'm bailing out. I'm getting out of here. I'm going away for a few days. Not that it would make any difference because I wouldn't be on again until Tuesday anyway, and I'll still be back on Tuesday, won't I? Right here in this chair. I hope so. Picture yourself cruising the waters of Biscayne Bay at sunset. The Miami skyline off the bow. Miami Beach behind you. 
But if you don't own a boat, that may be the best news of all because the smarter thing to do is call Club Nautico. Do it right now and rent yourself a boat at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is for smart people. The new Club Nautico on South Beach and Key Biscayne have got top-of-the-line Sea Ray boats ready to rent and ready to go. Exhilarating power boats, new models prepped and waiting for you, and their Sea Rays, the Mercedes of boats. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and Club Nautico will get you hooked up. Join the club at Club Nautico and save even more boat rental after boat rental. They do all the work for you. They take all the source, all the simus out of it. No preparations, no docking fees, no maintenance, no cleaning up when you're done, no hassles whatsoever. Considering the cost of owning a boat, you can't afford not to do it the smart way by choosing the new Club Nautico at South Beach in Key Biscayne. Call them at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Club Nautico, they set the standard on the seas. 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Goodbye, Kinley. We're dancing on your grave. And they all to pave it over with the roadside truck. The stop to give everyone a chance to squash. Rectum. In a streaming tribute that you're gone for a urology. And in these times of seeing justice always fail, here's the only way we'll see it prevail. You'll find it difficult how to spend your money now. I hope they bury you face down. And to be followed by the rest of your Bush Brown family home. Absolutely. It would be thrilling. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. Sorry, Mo. Now, here's that story that you were sitting on uh, the edge of your seat waiting for that's going to get you very depressed and amazed and astonished. Although nothing should amaze or astonish no Mo. No, not after watching those movies you sent me. Well, just be glad I didn't uh, send you Syriana. Yeah, I am. Maybe I already mentioned that about 400 times in the first hour. Let me mention it about 1,000 times this hour. You know what it reminds me of? Remember the movie Garden State? No. No, that's, no you remember me talking about it? Yes. It was on my cable, and it had like 85 stars on the bottom yes. of the thing. It was one of the worst pieces of garbage. And then you told me that a friend of yours saw it and also said that it was, or maybe Josh told me. Yeah, that. a friend of mine saw it. Yeah, said it was the worst. Well, I guess your friend, when well, that was before Syriana came out. If you hated uh, Garden State, if you despised the uh, last days, then you'll really, uh, you'll puke your guts out at Syriana. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just all over the place. It just goes from here to there to uh, back over here. And there's, uh, you know, and then he pulls out his fingernails and uh, he's torturing. And you're going to tell us this. And then he almost dies. And then all of a sudden he's back home again. We don't know how he got there. And uh, quite frankly, we don't care. We're just looking at our watch waiting for this thing to end already. And this isn't one of those I turned off in the middle, like last days. I did watch it from A to Z, from beginning to end. I must say with much, you know, because you know, you're hoping, well, there must be something really fabulous on here for all these great reviews to be going on. Mm-hmm. There aren't. There ain't. It sucks. Anyway, speaking of things that suck, the FCC is continuing its investigation into indecency in broadcasting by requesting tapes that may contain profanity indirectly picked up by microphones at live sporting events. Have you? Uh, that, I'm going to read that sentence again in a second, but I want you to strap yourself in. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I just said. Outrageous. Fact, I didn't really say anything. The FCC is continuing its investigation into indecency in broadcasting by requesting tapes that may contain profanity indirectly picked up by microphones at live sporting events. Then we're going to go back and find the uh, out of the seventy thousand people in whatever that stadium was in that particular day. We're going to find whoever it was that said, and we're going to slice their balls off if we can find them. Is that incredible or what? Sources tell the Hollywood Reporter the tapes of football games and NASCAR races, and oh, we know yeah. they don't swear at NASCAR, yeah, that's them. have been requested because of potential obscene comments from crowds, coaches, or athletes on the field. An anonymous broadcasting executive told the reporter, It looks like they want to end live broadcast TV. We already know that they aren't afraid to go after news. Another source said that the FCC had asked his network for 30 tapes About 30, man. of news and sports. TV and radio live broadcasters can control their own content with dump buttons, but it's much harder to keep tabs on background noise and people who aren't mic'd for sound. Television is becoming notably more cautious about the possibility of profanity coming across on air. For example, this past Monday night on ESPN, the Major League All uh, Baseball All-Star Home Run Derby participants were often bleeped out while up to bat. Hey, you little up yours! I don't know how they're going to rule, but they asked us for tapes with a specific emphasis on crowd noise, said another anonymous TV executive. If some bozo in the crowd calls the ref an a-hole, the commission is asking for a copy of the tape. How do you like that? Oh, my God. I, what a bunch I'm of a-holes. I'm getting dizzy. Watchdog organization TV Watch has released a statement on the matter. Executive Director Jim Dyke says, I'm try In trying to play the TV nanny, the government is threatening our ability to experience the excitement and drama of live sports programming, whether on a football field or in the cockpit of a race car. American TV audiences want to be in on the action, and they don't want the government to interfere. Just like Mama Corleone said, Santino, don't interfere. Remember that? Yes, At I the do. dinner table? Of course I do. What happens when everybody starts chanting a-hole as they commonly do? Right. Just like in hockey games when a referee makes a bad call, especially in Madison Square Garden, those New Yorkers, man. I think they should find all the people in the stands, like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's it. Let's per take them to Let's put them in camp. Let's send them to that's Gitmo right. and send them off to Abu Ghraib. Right. Yeah. Profanity camp. CBS and NBC and Fox spoke out against the FCC's decision for further review of their ongoing case over programming the commission labeled as indecent earlier this year. In other words, anything they put on the air is indecent. I'll tell you one thing: if it's on Fox, then you know it's indecent. Here's a fact that says a couple of weeks ago, WIOD added a new host at night named Mark Levin, syndicated from WABC. WABC? WABC! Anyway, uh, it says, have you heard of this guy? No. Why are there so many right-wing Jews on the air? In Miami, I can think of Dr. Laura, Michael Savage, Michael Medved, Orthodox Jew, to which I would say, Oi. oh, Art Bell, Libertarian. Is Art Bell still on the air? I don't think so. Well, maybe. I don't know. Miss Fudge and Dennis Prager. Who the hell is Dennis Prager? Never heard of him. I was listening to the very mediocre Opie and Anthony show a couple of weeks ago. It says they were reading the ratings from West Palm Beach. They claim that in their first ever month in the market, their station went from a 0.8 under David Lee Roth to 7.9 in their target demo of men, 18 plus, for number two in the market. Probably Wired Diaries, it says. Oh, this must be somebody inside the business that's writing Wired Diaries. On their uncensored next time show, they were reading a list of all the things that they're not allowed to say. I think they're even more restricted than you are. Oh, that, that's not possible. We can't even say that. Also, I saw that this year there have been more murders in Toronto than in Miami. Do you think that's because Flatfoot Timoney is doing a good job? Huh? That's the chief of chief of police yes. in Miami. Whose son Is his son still uh, selling pot in New York? I, I don't think he's selling it right at the moment. But mm -hmm. if he is, give me a call. 
course, what, what's the comparison? My, the city of Miami is like uh, 400,000 people. Toronto is 5 million, 4 million, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So what's the comparison? Plus, right. there's only like 30-some murders. At any rate, well, yeah, that must be it because he's doing such a good job and his son is making so many good deals. I'm, I'm going to read that first paragraph again because I'm just so, I'm so grossed out, that other story. The FCC is continuing its investigation into indecency and broadcasting by requesting tapes that may contain profanity indirectly picked up by microphones at live sporting events. It, it, just, it just leaves you, you just want to fall on the floor and just give up, uh, throw in the towel. It's funny and stunning. Or Duff would say, take off the towel. I beg your pardon? I said it's funny and stunning. Pathetic. Speaking of pathetic, there's your mustachioed John Bolton, that idiot. Well, we, we have said... We, 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 we can't say wee-wee, by the way. I like his diabetes commercials that he does. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, that's Wilford Brimley, but, you know... I've oh, the same guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Wilford Brimley. 509 votes on the poll today. We might actually make 600. 512 now. They're coming in in chunks. In fact, most of you, after hearing that story I just read about the FCC, ought to be puking up chunks right now. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Garden State, that's my favorite movie. Sucks. And about uh, why we fight, I wouldn't see that under any Okay, great. I'm real happy for it. WQAM, hello. Hi, Gilbert. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. <laughs> oh, geez, just a half a second. 5670560, oh, pound 560. I don't know why I'm giving the numbers out. Like, I'm planning on taking a lot of calls between now and 1 o'clock. I'll let you be calling tensive between 1 and 2, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. All you idiots that want to call in, George will be taking 1,000 calls between 1 and 2 this afternoon as a lead into yeah. that. 999 huh? of them will be run. Come on. I think he needs to be uh, yes, a long dirt nap is what he needs. He needs to be uh, taken for a ride. Right, taken for a long ride. Kind of like, like uh, what's his name? Yeah. Carlo in uh-huh. Godfather. That, that fact's about the Godfather. Putting uh, it, it's just, it, just a moron would write something like that. Just, just an idiot. Somebody with taste in their tush. Early porn, by the way, is past Harry Truman. <laughs> what would he have said about Linda Lovelace, huh? Although maybe Nixon knew who Deep Throat was. Sam says, Neil, I have to thank you. I had a guest in town, so we stopped by the Hard Rock because he felt like donating a few bucks to the engines. I don't play the slots, but cut a good buzz and played a quarter machine with 20 bucks. After five minutes, I hit the $250 jackpot. Thanks to you, I said, looks like this is a good machine, man. I played five more minutes, hit the $250 jackpot again. Then I ran out of there, to which he says, all right. All right. Okay, good luck to you, Sam. Don't spend it all in one place. He found a good machine, man. He hit 500 bucks and he ran the hell out. That's it. Take the money and run, man. Especially with them engines. Oh, boy. wonder how Defoe feels about that. Engine killer. Twelve minutes past 11 at 560 WQA, and we got Geldy coming up at 2 this afternoon. He's, I, I don't know, he was on yesterday, too, I see. I was starting to get optimistic. Although, starting in August, Mad Dog sometime is going to be on starting at 2. We don't know when or how or who or... I guess that all depends on how soon Joe Bell recuperates from his lobotomy, don't you think? And Chris Jones, our new sales manager, came in this morning to report that we got 600 new salespeople okay. back there in the QM sales department. All right. And, and if they don't close, they're out of here. Yeah. That's, that's precisely what he said. He also said, Do you call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? You want to work here? Close. close. That's it. Close. The parking spots are for closers. Yeah. Twelve minutes past 11 at 560 WQM. Summertime is the perfect time to have a special romantic dinner at the melting pot. Let's face it, everyone gets in the doghouse now and then. Well, there's nothing like a melting pot fondue feast to get things back on track. It's personal, interactive, ends with luscious chocolate fondue desserts, man. It'll send your blood sugar skyrocketing just looking at it. What could be better than that? If you haven't dined at the melting pot lately, you're missing a really great experience. Now you can choose oil or broth cooking to suit your taste. Whatever you like, they got it. Choose from entrees like lobster, filet mignon, 
Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, duck, portobello mushrooms, and lots more. Pay attention. The dipping sauces at the Melting Pot are homemade and so good. Isn't it time you dipped into something different? The Melting Pot Fondue Restaurant, they're in Fort Lauderdale, North Miami Beach, Cooper City, Kendall, Coral Springs, and in Boca. Be sure and tell them that old Neil sent you by. The Melting Pot Fondue Restaurant, make tonight an unforgettable night at the pot. This is Neil Rogers. Yes. This is 562 AM. That's it? That's it. Your turn. What do you mean by that? You go, girl. But that's not the last break, the last spot in the break I got on my log here. It isn't? No, it is not. Home Depot. Did we already play the Home Depot? No. Well, how come we didn't play the Home Depot, man? I don't know. Are we not going to play it? I think that's it. What do you mean by that? Did we play Home Depot before this? Because I don't pay any attention. I don't listen to the commercials. I think you're playing these out of order just, just to kind of screw me up. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. God is great. We will bring great Satan to his knees. Let's stop rejoining. WQM, Ronald Reagan, let's add him to the poll. This uh, factor says Ronald Reagan seems a fine, fits the right. profile, yeah. 
Although I never thought he was uh, anything but uh, but a senile old fart with bad hair, uh, bad mm-hmm. wax job. Then he says, maybe we can agree to disagree on Syriana. Oh, God. He says, I thought it was just fine. There were confusing moments, but that was only slightly distracting for me. I did need to replay more than a few scenes. Makes for a good movie on DVD rather than the theater. I can't imagine trying to concentrate in that venue. Well, I got the DVD right in the other room, and believe me, I wouldn't give you a nickel for it. I would give you two cents. Here's another scathing review on uh, IMDb. One star out of ten. First, I must say that I'm a liberal. I'm completely aware that big business and the Republican administration is all about big oil, especially George W. Bush, having been CEO of an oil company. But in a nutshell, this movie simply sucks. All right. While we could sit and discuss the fact that the U.S. is in bed with the Saudis beyond, is beyond the point. The storyline is so convoluted that the point is nothing but a drop of food coloring in a swimming pool. The film is, this film is a prime example of what happens when producers spend millions on great talent and then waste that talent on a story that is a big uh, that a big brain thought is important. Oh, I see, some big brain. The uh, thing that bothers me the most is the fact that it uh, it is important, but the handling of the subject matter was amateur at best. Syrian is a film that must have had the editors in a frenzy. Five hours of film and a hell of a time trying to condense it. Overall, this is barely a rental. Nice. There's another one that goes on at great length, just ripping it an ass. And the last sentence says, uh, where the hell is it? Oh, yeah, was this a movie about the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing? Yeah, there's just no way to follow it. You know, it's just all over the place. You have no idea who the characters are. or And, and not only that, but you don't even, by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's not important that you knew who they were because it doesn't make any difference. Just, uh, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's a movie for pseudo-intellectuals, just like George Clooney. Okay. Former Houston Mayor Bob Lanier collapsed yesterday as he walked toward his seat at a memorial service for convicted Enron Corporation crook Ken Lay, eliciting shrieks from two women nearby and a rush of, a rush of Secret Service agents. The agents were at the ceremony awaiting former President Bush and his wife Barbara, that's George Washington, and rushed to Lanier's side along with several doctors. Yeah, uh, George uh, Herbert Walker was there, Kenny Lay. And, of course, keep in mind, the Bush family, uh, after things that went south for Enron, they didn't even know who the hell that was, Kenny Boy Lay. Remember who? Yeah, kind of like Bandar Bush. Once that whole thing uh, gets spilt wide open. Uh, Bandar who? A pastor announced to the mourners that their brother had, brother had collapsed and asked the audience to pray while paramedics moved Lanier onto a gurney and out of the church. Onto a gurney. Oh, here's a picture of him putting in an ambulance, and he's got a, a, a mask on. Hopefully it's a gas mask with the gas going inside. By then, Lanier was conscious and looking around as he was loaded into an ambulance. Lanier, 80, served six years as Houston mayor in the 90s. St. Luke's Hospital spokeswoman Melinda Muse said he was in stable condition as doctors there examined him. Lanier had testified as a character witness at Lay's fraud and conspiracy trial, which ended May 25. He prayed, had praised Lay as being straight as, straight as a string with me and said he never recalled seeing Lay do anything selfish. Straight as a string. Isn't that a great line? That's a great string. So when somebody says someone is gay, just say, oh, no, they're straight as a string. Yeah, but what if the string isn't taut? Well, or what if it's uh, straight as an arrow, like a broken arrow? Right. Like with Leapy Lee? Something, place, or person that seemed better years later than it really was. We have uh, 545 votes. We'd already have 800 and some if it uh, weren't for Eric. I hate this poll 91, 16.6%. That's not very good. High school, 70. Early sex experiences, 66. My hometown, 42. Although the lilacs in Rochester right now probably smell real good in Durant Eastman Park. Mm, I can smell Rochester all the way here right across the lake. Early TV, 39. It blew. Although, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Andy what? Devine on the uh, Buster Brown show, at least he could say, plunk your magic twanger, froggy. Uh, froggy. Mm-hmm. I bet you if they said that now, the FCC would be there. 
They would crack down. They'd be all over Andy's big fat ass. Of course, he's dead. Andy Devine. Did you ever see him? No. Big old silly fat Andy Devine. He was he like kind of a forerunner to Andy Griffith, only bigger and fatter and sillier. The Buster Brown Show. Pluck your magic twang or froggy. Early TV 39, Top 40 Radio 32, the 80s 32, JFK, uh, look how many he's got. Top 30, man. The 70s 25, the 60s 23, Sigourney Weaver liked the 60s. College 22, New York 17, Hitchcock movies 13. Yeah, that's true. They're pretty slow and ponderous when you come right down to it. Psycho is good, but you know something? When you really come right down to that, it's pretty slow and ponderous, too, you know? It was. It was very slow. I mean, there was that murder scene, and then the rest of it was slow and ponderous. Yeah. Oh, and then there was uh, Sam, what's his name, going up the stairs, and he got slashed. That's right. What was his name? I don't know. Hitchcock Movies 13, early porn 11. Oh, it was so bad, man. Deep throat. Everybody talks about, uh, what was the other one? The, was it the green door? Not the green door. Yeah, behind the green door. Was behind the green door. Marilyn Chambers. Marilyn Chambers, right. And uh, Deep Throw, maybe two of the worst porno movies ever made. A lot of hair. Oh, God. And, and some on the men, too. Early porn 11, the 50s, 9. Restaurants that are now closed, 8. Yeah, that we think were really great. Like Wolfie's, for example. Detroit 8, Harry Truman 6, and Ronald Reagan got one. One for Ronnie Reagon, 548. He was going to vote for himself, but he forgot. Hey. 549. Now, I got a, a column here that really, oh, gee, I got to do the break. It's too long to read. It's on our website. I'm sure Josh remembers putting this on there along with the other 8,000 stories I send him every day. Josh probably ain't too happy about the fact that since I'm not doing the show most days, I have plenty of time to send him, like, lots and lots of stories. <laughs> oh, You're reading everything on the Internet. Has he been bitching about it? No. No. Oh. Don't bitch about it now. I don't. I never do. He's happy when he sees those stories come in. Oh, in that case, we have 376 friends on our MySpace. It's pretty good, ain't it? He's so happy he types with one hand. Michael Parenti, The Stolen Election of 2004 in the Columbus Free Press. It's a long story. I would read it if I were you folks. I'll read a little bit about it. Uh, uh, of it. About, I'd rather read the FCC story again. They're combing through tapes of old football and other sports broadcasts so they can listen very closely that's, to see if they hear in the background. And, and then what? Then what are they going to do? Fine everyone who was there. Oh, we're fine. 27 past 11 at QM. Hurricane season is here. Boy, oh boy, is it ever. Don't wait until it's too late to protect your home. Hurricane shutter outlet has got all your do-it-yourself hurricane panels. Why bother with those big home improvement warehouses when the Hurricane Shutter Outlet is your complete source for hurricane protection? They've got everything you need to get the job done and save you some big, big money. They stock all sizes of clear polycarbonate hurricane panels and aluminum panels that are cut to your needs and ready for pickup or delivery. All products are Dave Broward and Palm Beach County approved, too. Contractors and installers are welcome, and they accept all major credit cards. Let me say it again. They are Dave Broward and Palm Beach County approved. I just said that. Step-by-step -step instructions are included, so why pay all the extra money for installation when Hurricane Shutter Outlet can get you all the things you need to do it yourself and save all those big bucks? Call them at 954-237-7083 or log on to their website, hurricaneshutteroutlet.com. They're located at 600 Anson Boulevard in Hallandale. That's on the east side of 95 between Hallandale Beach Boulevard and Pembroke Road. And if you call that number and tell them that Neil Rogers told you to call, they'll give you 100 bucks off on a minimum order of 350 square feet. So call them today and get all prepared, all the things you need. Do it yourself and save you lots of cash. Call 954-237-7083 or log on to their website, hurricaneshutteroutlet.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Baby. Baby, launch a couple missiles. Toward a place we know. Absolutely. And hey, 
Reinforcing the fact that the sun is shining in the middle of summertime. Right. We don't really need that. It just reinforces the fact that the Saudis are the lowest slime balls on the face of the earth and that, you know, they're the ones who invented these madrasas and then they exported that to Pakistan where they teach all these kids from the moment that they go to school nothing but, you know, the Koran, the most hateful parts they can find and hating the West and repeating the same over and over and over and, and they just indoctrinate them to be lunatics. And, of course, keep the people under their thumb and keep them living like schleppers and uh, keep the women behind all those uh, burkas and jerkas. And we already know all those things. So the idea that we needed like two hours and some odd minutes to watch this convoluted piece of turd, I, don't wanna, I just don't want to rehash it. And if you read any of the positive reviews on IMDb, it's all the same pseudo-intellectuals, man, mm-hmm. raving ten stars. This is, and it's not just the uh, story that it told, but the, the idea, the, the, the style, the, the, yeah, right. These are not people that go and watch a movie, to, you know, to get a story or to enjoy the movie. They're people who want to critique it, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember, like Lee J. Cobb said in The Exorcist to the uh, priest, he says, uh, "Do you like movies? I love to talk, film, critique." Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Answer the question, Father Paranoia. He was so good, Lee J. Cobb. Yes, I just, he was. you know, how's he doing? Did. Look at that. I want. I, I may just read that whole thing. It might take me till about four o'clock. I'm only going to be on till one anyway. Maybe George will finish reading it. Read what? A federal grand jury has indicted former American Idol contestant Daniel James D.J. Boyd. And, of course, if you, I heard he was for the Boyds. Uh-huh. But if you uh, watch that show, I guess you know who he was, but we don't watch it. Did Josh ever watch that? I've never seen one second of American Neither Idol. Neither of either of us. No, I, I watched the, uh, the auditions in the beginning, but I don't know who that guy is. Well, anyway, he's been indicted on child pornography charges, accusing him of videotaping sexual encounters with teenage girls. Oh, my God. The federal indictment was unsealed Tuesday against Boyd, 27, who was a semi-finalist on the popular TV show in 2004. He is charged with production of child pornography and possession of child pornography. The federal case stems from Boyd's arrest in West Valley City. That's in Utah last month. Oh, not a pervert in Utah. He's accused of having sex with two girls ages 14 and 15. Some of those sexual encounters, prosecutors claim, were videotaped of it. Sounds like R. Kelly to me. Sure does. Maybe that would get him together with R. Kelly. Could bust a cap in his head. West Valley City Police said they were made aware of Boyd's alleged sexual activities. I've got to watch that again. Yeah. The uh, South Park. I, I just good. feel like watching it. West Valley City Police said they were made aware of Boyd's alleged sexual activities with minors when they were contacted in June by the 14-year-old girl. The federal indictment states that Boyd engaged in sexually explicit conduct for the purpose of producing visual depictions of same. 
He is scheduled to appear in Salt Lake City's 3rd District Court July 25 for a preliminary hearing. Prosecutors allege he gave the girls booze before engaging in sex. Well, that's always a good idea. Since losing on American Idol, Boyd has been pushing his new album of pop hip-hop songs on his MySpace.com page. The site said that Boyd graduated from the University of Utah is anticipating entering the field of entertainment law. <laughs> good plan. Since his arrest, fans have posted well wishes on the website. On his blog, Boyd's family wrote a message declaring there are two sides to every story and soliciting money for his legal defense. How do you like that? Maybe they like to build a fence. So they're soliciting money for defense. Ninety-six people hate today's poll, and some jackass said the Godfather belongs on there. And then some... See, the guy is just, just a uh, Mr. Contrary that called before about, oh, Garden City's my favorite movie, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and, uh, yeah. I wouldn't watch it. Uh... Yeah. In other words, whatever you say, you're full of crap, yeah. and I uh, I know it all. Yeah, that's why you're sitting on your ass calling some stupid radio talk show on the phone, you jackass. Michael Perenni writes in the Columbus Free Press, The Stolen Election of 2004. This is very long and almost as uh, convoluted. No, it's not convoluted. It spells out pretty clearly. Should I do it? I'm going to do it. Do it. The 2004 presidential contest between John Kerry and the Republican uh, George Bush amounted to another stolen election. This has been well documented by such investigators as Representative John Conyers, Mark Crispin Miller, Bob Petrakis, Harvey Wasserman, Bev Harris, and others. Here is an overview of what they reported along with observations of my own, says Michael. Some 105 million citizens voted in 2000, but in 2004 the turnout climbed to at least 122 million. Pre-election surveys indicated that among the record 16.8 million new voters, Kerry was a heavy favorite, a fact that went largely unreported by the press. In addition, there were about 2 million progressives who had voted for Nader in 2000 who switched to Kerry in 2004. Yet the official 2004 tally showed Bush with 62 million votes, about 11.6 million more than he got in 2000. Meanwhile, Kerry showed only 8 million more votes than Gore got in 2000. To have achieved his remarkable 2004 tally, Bush would have needed to have kept all his 50.4 million from 2000, plus a majority of the new voters, plus a very large share of the very liberal Nader defectors. Nothing in the campaign in the opinion poll suggests such a mass crossover. The numbers simply do not add up. Absolutely. In key states like Ohio, the Democrats achieved immense success at registering new voters, outdoing the Republicans by as much as 5 to 1. Moreover, the Democratic Party was unusually united around its candidate, or certainly against the incumbent. In contrast, prominent elements within the GOP displayed open disaffection, publicly voicing serious misgivings about the Bush administration's huge budget deficits, reckless foreign policy, theocratic tendencies, and threats to individual liberties. Sixty newspapers that endorsed Bush in 2000 refused to do so in 2004. In fact, 40 of them endorsed Kerry. All through Election Day 2004, the exit poll showed Kerry ahead 53 to 47 percent, giving him a nationwide edge of about one and a half million votes a solid, and a solid victory in the Electoral College. Yet, strangely enough, the official tally gave Bush the election. Here are some examples of how the GOP victory was secured. So now we do the break, and then we'll come back and read hours and hours of that. And, of course, the, main, the MSN, the mainstream media, aren't screaming bloody murder, and most of the Democrats aren't either because, you know, just like John Kerry and just like Al Gore, they're, they're mum. Uh -huh. Somebody made him an offer they couldn't refuse. That's they even right. threatened to pull out their fingernails like the Shah used to do. You know, that, I'm sure that it's been done throughout history, but that's one of the most well-known, the Shah and the Savak in Iran. Our, mm -hmm. our guy that we put in Iran, That's right. the Shah, after we got rid of Mossadegh. And they put the Shah of Iran in there, and he had the Savak, which was kind of like the Tantan Makut in Haiti, and like mm -hmm. the, uh, probably like the CIA is doing. And that was one of their favorite things, was pulling out people's fingernails to make them talk. So that's what you'll see uh, George uh, Clooney gets his finger. And then you wish you saw all the other nine pulled out, too, because... He deserved it, mm -hmm. just, just for writing and directing and being in that movie. 
19 till noon at 560 WQAM. Lobster Fest is back every Friday through Sunday at the Emerald Coast, the best Chinese buffet in South Florida by a mile. And they've got three locations for you. Sunrise, Pembroke Pines, and Sunny Isles Beach. Everybody and their brother's got a Chinese buffet in town right now, but there's nothing like the Emerald Coast, only imitators. They've got over 100 different items featured on the Emerald Coast Buffet, so try them all if you're a real pig. Start out with six gourmet soups. Then go for the juicy, succulent New York steak grilled to your order. Hand-carved prime rib. There's a sushi bar. All the traditional Asian dishes as well as a salad and a seal bar. You won't know what to eat next at the Emerald Coast. And their dessert bar is spectacular during the week. But on the weekends, the 40-inch chocolate fountain will really make you drool all over your pantaloons. You'll be hand-dipping strawberries, marshmallows, cheesecake, other decadent treats, and loads of milk chocolate for dessert. A perfect ending to a big pig out at the Emerald Coast. And don't forget, you won't walk out of there with a big MSG headache or any other ailments because they use only the best. Only healthy, cholesterol-free canola oil, all our cooking, no cornstarch, no MSG, no crap. So bring the whole family to the Emerald Coast today or real soon. Maybe this weekend be a good time. For reservations at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet, call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. And when you call Richard at the Emerald Coast, congratulate him that the Leafs didn't lose one playoff game this season. And don't forget, every Friday through Sunday, it's Lobster Fest at the Emerald Coast where you can eat to your heart's content without spending a lot of green. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 560 QAM. Oh, God. Evan Cohen here on WQAM. That was my obligatory rap song open to familiarize myself to you, the listening audience, on this, my live audition on the air. Many thanks to Clarence and Griefer for a delightful dinner and date last night. That was a wild grind under the Shaquille O'Neal poster over my headboard. I say Shaquille O'Neal in order to distance myself from those who just say Shaq in an attempt to establish my own identity. So thanks, fellas. You say I have the gift of gab as opposed to being ungifted in other ways. So let's talk intensive sports now, shall we? It provides nevish yiddies such as myself an opportunity to feel accomplished in something they never could accomplish in their lives. Even in high school when I would hide under the bleachers from the bullies and ogle the jocks. Sneak into the locker room to inhale yellow laundry. I am glad to be sitting down after last night with Clarence and Griefer. All day I have been walking like William Boyd. We'll be right back with more broadcast professionalism after these waves from Astroglide. The following program is brought to you by Astroglide. Awesome. 11.47, 13 till noon at 5.60. I could just play that and listen to that all day, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It is. And each line in there requires a little bit of... It's kind of like Syriana. Uh -huh. You have to, like, analyze it. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this, I'll read that last paragraph again and then go through, like, lots and lots of this and you'll all be in a coma. But nevertheless... Because the mainstream media, like I said, doesn't even they acknowledge this. They don't talk about it. They don't want to know from it. Because it's, like you said, they've already sold out anyway. So why the hell? That's Plus, right. not only that, but then they'll start getting fined it again. Mm -hmm. And the FCC will find all those tapes, all those sporting events, and, and God only knows what else. All through Election Day, 2004 exit poll showed Kerry ahead 53 to 47%, giving him a nationwide edge of 1.5 million votes and a solid victory in the Electoral College. Yet, strangely enough... The official tally gave Bush the election. Here are some examples of how the GOP victory, that's in quotes, was secured. In some places, a large number of Democratic registration forms disappeared, along with absentee ballots and provisional ballots. Sometimes absentee ballots were mailed out to voters just before Election Day, too late to be returned on time, or they were never mailed at all. 
Overseas ballots, normally reliably distributed by the State Department, were for some reason distributed by the Pentagon in 2004. Nearly half of the 6 million American voters living abroad, a noticeable number of whom formed anti-Bush organizations, never received their ballots or got them too late to vote. Military personnel, usually more inclined towards supporting the president, encountered no such problems with their overseas ballots. Voter Outreach of America, a company funded by the Republican National Committee, collected thousands of voter registration forms in Nevada, promising to turn them over to public officials, but then systematically destroying the ones belonging to Democrats. Tens of thousands of Democratic voters were stricken from the rolls in several states because of felonies never committed or committed by somebody else or for no given reason. Registration books in Democratic precincts were frequently out of date or incomplete. Democratic precincts, enjoying record turnouts, were deprived of sufficient numbers of polling stations and voting machines, and many of the machines they had kept, uh, they did have, kept breaking down. After waiting long hours, many people went home without voting. Pro-Bush precincts almost always had enough voting machines, all working well enough to make voting quick and convenient. A similar pattern was observed with student populations in several states. Students at conservative Christian colleges had little or no weight at the polls, while students from liberal arts colleges were forced to line up for as long as 10 hours, causing many to give up and not vote. In Lucas County, Ohio, one polling place never opened. The voting machines were locked in an office and no one could find the key. In Hamilton County, many absentee voters couldn't cast a Democratic vote for president because John Kerry's name had been accidentally removed when Ralph Nader was taken off the ballot. A polling station in a conservative evangelical church in Miami County, Ohio, recorded an impossibly high turnout of 98%, while a polling place in Democratic inner-city Cleveland recorded an impossibly low turnout of 7%. Latino, Native American, and African American voters in New Mexico, who favored Kerry by two to one, were five times more likely to have their ballots spoiled and discarded in districts supervised by Republican election officials. Many were given provisional ballots that subsequently were never counted. In these same Democratic areas, Bush won an astonishing 68 to 31 percent upset victory. One Republican judge in New Mexico discarded hundreds of provisional ballots cast for Kerry, accepting only those that were for Bush. Can I read that last sentence again? Could you? One Republican judge in New Mexico discarded hundreds of provisional ballots that were cast for Kerry, accepting only those that were for Bush. Cadres of right-wing activists, many of them religious fundamentalists, were financed by the Republican Party. Deployed to key Democratic precincts, they handed out flyers warning that voters who had unpaid parking tickets and arrest record or owed child support would be arrested at the polls, all, of course, untrue. They went door-to-door offering to deliver absentee ballots to the proper office, announcing that Republicans were to vote Tuesday, Election Day, and Democrats on Wednesday. Cute. Democratic poll watchers in Ohio, Arizona, and other states who tried to monitor election, might, uh, election night vote counting were menaced and shut out by squads of GOP toughs. In Warren County, Ohio, immediately after the polls closed, Republican officials announced a terrorist attack alert and ordered the press to leave. They then moved all ballots to a warehouse where the counting was conducted in secret, producing an amazingly high tally for Bush, some 14,000 more votes than he had received in 2000. It wasn't the terrorists who attacked Warren County. Bush did remarkably well with phantom populations. The number of votes in Perry and Cuyahoga counties in Ohio exceeded the number of registered voters, creating turnout rates as high as 124%. In Miami County, nearly 19,000 additional votes eerily appeared in Bush's column after all the precincts had reported. In a small conservative suburban precinct of Columbus, where only 638 people were registered, the touchscreen machines tallied 4,258 votes for Bush. In almost half New Mexico's counties, more votes were reported than were recorded as being cast, and the tallies were consistently in Bush's favor. These ghostly results were dismissed by New Mexico's Republican Secretary of State as an administrative lapse. Exit polls showed Kerry solidly ahead of Bush in both the popular vote and the Electoral College. Exit polls are an exceptionally accurate measure of elections. In the last three elections in Germany, for example, exit polls were never off by more than three-tenths of one percent. 
Unlike ordinary opinion polls, the exit sample is drawn from people who have actually just voted. It rules out those who say they will vote but never make it to the polls and those who can't be sampled because they have no telephone or otherwise can't be reached at home, those who are undecided or those who change their minds about whom to support, and those who are turned away at the polls for one reason or another. Exit polls have come to be considered so reliable that international organizations use them to validate election results in countries all over the world. Republicans argued that in 2004 the exit polls were inaccurate because they were taken only in the morning when carry voters came out in greater numbers. Apparently, Bush voters sleep late. In fact, the polling was done at random intervals all throughout the day, and the evening results were as much favoring Kerry as the early results. It was also argued that pollsters focused more on women who favored Kerry than men, or maybe large numbers of grumpy Republicans were less inclined than cheery Democrats to talk to pollsters. No evidence was put forth to substantiate these fanciful speculations. Most revealing, the discrepancies between exit polls and official tallies were never random, but worked to Bush's advantage in 10 out of 11 swing states that were too close to call, sometimes by as much as 9.5% as in New Hampshire, an unheard-of margin of error for an exit poll. In Nevada, Ohio, New Mexico, and Iowa, exit polls registered solid victories for Kerry, yet the official tally in each case went to Bush, a mystifying outcome. In states that were not hotly contested, the exit polls proved quite accurate. Thus, exit polls in Utah predicted a victory of, for Bush, 70.8% to 26.4%. The actual result was 71.1 to 26.4, almost exactly the same. In Missouri, where the exit polls predicted a Bush victory of 54 to 46%, the final result was 53 to 46%. One explanation for the strange anomalies in the vote tallies was found in the widespread use of touchscreen electronic voting machines. These machines produced results that consistently favored Bush over Kerry, often in chillingly consistent contradiction to exit polls. In 2003, more than 900 computer professionals had signed a petition urging that all touchscreen systems include a verifiable audit trail. Touchscreen voting machines can be easily programmed to go dead on election day or throw votes to the wrong candidate or make votes disappear while leaving the impression that everything is working just fine. Oh, we're fine. A tiny number of operatives can easily access the entire computer network through one machine and thereby change votes at will. The touchscreen machines use trade secret code and are tested, reviewed, and certified in complete secrecy. Verified counts are impossible because the machines leave no reliable paper trail. Since the introduction of touchscreen voting, mysterious congressional election results have been increasing. In 2000 and 2002, Senate and House contests and state legislative races in North Carolina, Nebraska, Alabama, Minnesota, Colorado, and elsewhere produced dramatic and puzzling upsets, always at the expense of Democrats who were ahead in the polls. In some counties in Texas, Virginia, and Ohio, voters who pressed the Democrats' name found that the Republican candidate was chosen. I told you, a friend of mine did that in Florida, in Brown County, pressed the Kerry, and it came up Bush. Uh -huh. and to, uh, I told you that. Yes, you did. In Cromwell County, Texas, three GOP candidates won by exactly 18,181 votes apiece, a near statistical impossibility. All of Georgia's voters used Diebold touchscreen machines in 2002, and Georgia's incumbent Democratic governor and incumbent Democratic senator, who were both well ahead in the polls just before the election, lost in amazing double-digit voting shifts. This may be the most telling piece of information of all. In New Mexico in 2004, Kerry lost all precincts equipped with touchscreen machines, irrespective of income levels, ethnicity, and past voting patterns. The only thing that consistently correlated with his defeat in those precincts was the presence of the touchscreen machine itself. In Florida, Bush registered inexplicably sharp jumps in his vote compared to 2000 in counties that used touchscreen machines. Companies like Diebold, Sequoia, and ESNS that market the touchscreen machines are owned by militant supporters of the Republican Party. These companies have consistently refused to implement a paper trail to dispel suspicions and give instant validation to the results of electronic voting. They prefer to keep things secret, claiming proprietary rights, a claim that's been backed in court. Election officials aren't allowed to evaluate the secret software. Apparently, corporate trade secrets are more important than voting rights. 
In effect, corporations have privatized the electoral system, leaving it easily susceptible to fixed outcomes. Given the, given the situation, it is not likely the GOP will lose control of Congress come November. The two-party monopoly threatens to become an even worse one-party tyranny. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> hey. W. They kill the Jews. Coulter is a right-wing partisan pick in a miniskirt and nylon wig. Nothing bad will ever happen to him, cause evil always wins, you dig? Evil always wins. Well, when she's on TV, you fools, blankly stare with a little drool and laugh along with the hateful swill. A partisan pundit sideshow filth. Coulter is a fascist party doll. Coulter is a fascist party doll. You fairy. Coulter is a fascist party doll. Whose views are hate on you, P.U. Seeing hateful spew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. But she does have one hell of an Adam's apple, I'll tell you that. Big as your head. 1202 at 560 WQM. I just had a brainstorm during the last break there because I usually don't. I try not to read something that's that long and ponderous, although I think that that was uh, worth it. That was great. Know? Not that long at all. No, it wasn't that bad. But I'm, I'm thinking that, like, once we get through the summer schedule, you know, like the week after Labor Day, mm-hmm. go back to our regular schedule, the way we'll do it is, like, I'll do 10 to 1 every day, and I'll sit and ramble on and read these bedtime stories. Then 1 to 2, George can take all your great calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was a brainstorm. You oh, had. the callers love you, man. Or the oh, callers, yeah. they're just Hi. dying to speak to you. That's right. All three of them. Oh, you know. They want you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what would you have rather heard? All those statistics there and that depressing information about how the Republicans are stealing all the elections? Or would you have rather heard... Uh, please, please. Well, you rather heard that yeah. about any time. Is that a trick question? Yeah. That, that, well, I want you to think about it. Put on your thinking cap and then watch Syriana. Oh, you got to put a thinking cap on before you watch that. Well, that. That's what some people would say, the pseudo-intellectuals. They would say, oh, well, it's too cerebral for you, Neil. You just don't understand it. I got news for you, man. Even, even the people that wrote it don't understand it. Just a hodgepodge of, of uh, attempts to say something, you know. If you're going to say something, come out and say it. Quit beating around. Now, that's the one thing that bugs me about that, the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep hinting and yucking in the audiences, you know, wailing and screaming. You know, just come out and say it, okay? Like when they had, uh, what's his, what's her name on there? Kevin Spacey the other day. Oh, jeez. 
You know, he he's he's hinting at doing a rip job on Bush, but he, he doesn't actually come right out and say, you know, like like you're just supposed to assume. We know what he uh, wants to say, and the audience is whooping it up, you know, like. Of course, by that time of the night, they're all stoned off their ass anyway, so that you know they they must drag those people in off the street, the ones who aren't part of the staff. Six hundred and six. Well, now I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you ever? Well, you saw it in network. Although Josh is probably asleep by that point. Remember they showed the guys who are prompters with the audience and they're running around oh, yeah. with the audience to whoop it up. Like that, that's on all the TV shows. Sure. That, that's why you hear these people screaming and whooping, especially at some of the most inopportune times. You know, like they just announced somebody's dog died and they're all yay, you know, like crazy people. Oh, Israel's enforcing naval and air blockade in Lebanon. Here we go again. Una bomba grande, una bomba pequeña, um, all the bombs all the time. It's almost enough to inspire me to play that damn thing. One, two, three, four, more bombs drop. Oh! Five, six, seven, eight, more bombs drop. Oh! Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, more bombs drop. We're gonna drop ah! the bombs around the clock. We're gonna drop them bombs and make them dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. 616 votes on the poll. Something, place, or person that seemed better years later than it really was. I, I think it's a great poll. Sure. The audience doesn't. At least what we got, you know, in the summertime. No, don't worry dregs. about it. I hate this pool, 105, 16.9%. Early sex experiences, 79. High school, 72. My hometown, 44. Yeah, it was pretty weak. Early TV, 43. Top 40 radio, 34. The 80s, 33. JFK, he's still stuck on. About 30, man. The 70s, 28. The 80s, 26. College, 25. New York, 19. Oh, New York was great. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Early porn, 18. Ronald Reagan, 13. Hitchcock movies, 13. Restaurants that are now closed, 12. The 50s, 11. Detroit, 8. And Harry Truman, Solamente says, only 6. For Harry. Got some bad news for the uh, bitch with a big Adam's apple, by the way. Not, not really bad news. It's going to cost her about 40 cents a day. Or maybe more like... About 30, man. Ann Coulter is no stranger to controversy, but her latest adventures have several newspapers questioning whether carrying her syndicated column is worth the trouble. The Shreveport, Louisiana Times is currently leaving the decision of whether or not to keep Coulter up to its readers. But the first newspaper to officially drop Coulter's column since the latest uproar began seems to be the Gazette of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where the column had appeared for about 14 months. Opinion page editor Doug Newman told editor and publisher, Our decision was made before the plagiarism allegations. It did come after the publication of Coulter's book, but I would say it didn't directly play any role in our decision. However, Newman surmised that Coulter's incendiary book may have played an indirect role in the final decision. I think it was the book that began to unwind support among her readers, Newman explained. Unwind support? How do you like that? Liberals have never liked her, and we've always gotten complaints from them, but the complaints that mattered the most were from the conservative readers who felt that their views were being misrepresented, especially about those heartless uh, 9-11 widows, you know, those bitches. I mean, the stuff that she says, most people would be like dragged off the stage and whipped in the running quarter for that. Coulter's syndicate, Universal Press, tiered her plagiarism charges earlier this week, although Raw Story says there's plenty more to come. Though the Gazette may be the first to drop the outspoken conservative columnist in recent months, Newman emphasized it's not uncommon for opinion pages to change their lineup. The Daily has long published conservative Cal Thomas and replaced Coulter with another conservative, David Limbaugh. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Don't tell me, he's, is he the brother of uh, Rush? I don't know. That's my Oh, no. We've always had a rich lineup of conservative columnists said Newman, and we still do. Right, for you. A website for an upcoming John Lennon documentary, The U.S. vs. John Lennon, mocks the conservative-leaning Drudge Report. Conservative-leaning, wow. He is Call- Rush's brother, by the way. I, I told you. Calling itself Grudge Report, raw story is found. I, I don't think that's anything new. There's the Drudge Retort, and I think there's been a Grudge Report for a long uh-huh. time there. 
Yeah, as far as I know. There's all kinds of versions of that based on that uh, queen. The film's distributor, Lionsgate, purchased the site domain for the U.S. versus John Lennon.com. I'm going to say it's all, all lumped together. The U.S. versus John Lennon.com. Back in February, but the site apparently didn't go live until a few weeks ago. John Lennon Paramount Lionsgate movie campaign mocks Drudge Report reads a headline at the Fudge Report posted last night. Oh, I don't read the Fudge Report no more, even when he's got that flashing light on there. Movie Web noted the copycat aspects of the promotional website a few weeks ago. This is pretty weird, wrote Brian Gallagher for Movie Web. The site opens up to a Grudge Report site that is obviously mocking the Drudge Report site that has a bunch of little Lennon-related links on it. Click on the first one to get to the movie site, though there isn't much there, wrote Gallagher. All we get is a trailer, a brief synopsis, a message board, a link to this Newtopia thing, and a link to register for updates. Pretty weird, but not heavy on content. Currently, Grudge Report claims that the site has had 494,000-plus visitors in the last 31 days and 15,000-plus in the past 24 hours. Oh, well, we do better than that. The main link at the top of the site takes the reader to a page in which the film's trailer can be viewed, along with the synopsis of the documentary and the message board. U.S. versus John Lennon is a compelling and provocative look at John Lennon's transformation from beloved musical artist to anti-war activist to iconic inspiration or of uh, peace that also reveals the true story of why and how the U.S. government tried to silence him, according to the film's website. The film will also show that this was not just an isolated episode in American history, but that the issues and struggles of that era remain relevant today. According to the Internet Movie Database, oh, not IMDb, the documentary will feature interviews with Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, and son, Sean Lennon. Ever seen Sean Lennon together with uh, Prozac Ron? Same person. Really? And the Yoko Ono, also the same person. Along with the eclectic mix of celebrities and historical figures such as Walter Cronkite, Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> Angela Davis, and G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Absolutely. Grudge Report links to other Lennon-related websites and articles as well. Clicking on the link called Fans Embrace Lennon's Battle with Government takes one of the publisher's website for the book, Give Me Some Truth, the John Lennon FBI Files, written by John Wiener. Oh, my God, Stu Gotts, we didn't know we, uh, you had all these other skills. Did you know that? Surprise. John Wiener has written Give Me Some Truth. In fact, I think his new book is going to be called Give Us Some Numbers over there across the street. Clicking on John and Yoko plead, give peace a chance, takes one to a video for the 1969 Bed In for Peace by Lennon and Ono. And believe me, you don't want to see that, especially on a full stomach. No. The film is scheduled to be released this September by Lionsgate in conjunction with VH1. Isn't that exciting news or what? Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm a little John. I have suffered from a little John Lennon burnout. Is that a bad thing to say? No, I was a little uh, tired of him. Yeah. Even though I loved him a lot and I liked his music. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just you know, a little... Oh. It's the Yoko thing, you know. That's right. Stand Yoko a lot factor. more if we didn't have to put up with her every time we saw like him. better, the O'Reilly factor, the Yoko factor, or the okay. Max factor. The X factor myself. That's the one. Imagine there's no Yoko. I often do. Uh-oh. Yeah, she's a hell of a guy. Oh, and speaking of guys, wait till you hear this. Oh, I don't have time now. Better do the break. Don't forget George 1 to 2 taking a lot of your calls. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, both of them. I mean, you can do whatever you want because it's uh, your hour. I'll start drinking then if I can do that. <laughs> uh, in fact, you might get people to call in and refute. Since you haven't seen it, you you know, you can be very objective and refute my reviews of Syriana. No, thanks. I trust you. Oh, believe you me. I mean, you know, there, there are some movies that you can debate. They're like right on the edge and they're debatable. But, I mean, this thing is such a piece of garbage. God. When I think of some obscure movies, that, like that Owning Mahoney with, uh, what's his name? 
Right, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Which was that, great. That's a great movie, it especially was, for a plunger like me, for you know degenerate gamblers. It was a a good story, well told. Yeah, it's a true story to uh, some degenerate gambler right. here in Toronto, as a matter of fact. Well acted, well yeah. told, moved along nice. But nobody will ever hear of that movie. No, no. And, and what about imaginary heroes? Exactly. Even Josh liked that movie in spite of his roommate's threat to leave him. <laughs> uh, what? Well, he walked in on that one. You know, talk about bad luck, Josh. That, that, that's really bad luck. That's the way it works. Listen, that's exactly the way it works. You, you watch a movie that's like an hour and 40 minutes long or two hours, however long it is, and there's one scene in there that you might be embarrassed <laughs> if somebody you know sees you watching, and whoop, in comes the roommate, you know? That's bad. But, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't really much going on after that, you know, midnight New Year's Eve kiss, you know. Uh, yeah, it was two guys, but nevertheless. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQM. Summertime is the perfect time. In fact, any time is the perfect time to have that special romantic dinner at the Melting Pot. Let's face it, everybody gets in the doghouse now and then, especially if somebody walks in and you're watching that game scene in the movie. In fact, why not take your roommate to the Melting Pot? Talking to you. Just keep reading the spot, buddy. Well, there's nothing like a Melting Pot. Well, take your roommate and the Russian chick and the George and everybody. Just take them all in there with all the big bucks you're making now. He's rushing there's out right like now. nothing like a Melting Pot fondue feast to get things back on track. It's personal, interactive, and ends with luscious chocolate fondue desserts, man. Your tongue will be wagging. What could be better than that? If you haven't dined at the Melting Pot lately, you're truly missing a great experience, not just a meal, but a dining experience. And now with the pot, you can choose oil or broth cooking to suit your taste, whatever you like. Choose from entrees like lobster, filet mignon, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, duck, portobello, mushrooms, and lots more. The dipping sauces at the Melting Pot are homemade and oh, so amazingly good. Isn't it time you dipped into something really delicious? The Melting Pot Fondue Restaurant. You'll find them all over town. Be sure and tell them that old Neil sent you by for a real treat at the pot. Fort Lauderdale, North Miami Beach, Cooper City, Kendall, Coral Springs, and Boca. The Melting Pot Fondue Restaurant is truly unforgettable. Believe you me, you'll be a lot happier spending your night at the pot as opposed to on the... This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 562 AM. You can't say too many good things about the Israelis lately, although we finally do have a story that kind of redeems them just a little tiny bit. Fox crew shot at in Israel. All right. 
And here on Ross story, I just put it, just sent it to Josh to put on our website. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's got the transcript. They were talking to the uh, Fox correspondent, David Lee Miller. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, going on, but a beep, but a whoop, and he's whoa, we just got fired at. That's the end of this broadcast. Excellent. I don't know if you guys can still hear us. Uh, go do what you need to do. I guess we're still on the satellite here. David, do what you need to be safe. Someone fired at us. To that and, uh, Yeah. See, one thing about the Israelis, they're not too keen on Nazis. So when Fox News shows up there, they're uh. not too crazy about that. So we'll at least say that for them anyway. Can't say too much else, but nevertheless. We'll take it. Martin in Fort Myers says on this fax, even though we all know that something smelled bad on the election day, the article, The Stolen Election in 2004, is very disturbing. And, sir, you are... Absolutely correct, sir. When you add Why We Fight documentary, you can get a very nice picture of what lays ahead of us. And it ain't a pretty picture, Martin. You're right. It basically means that this nation is screwed for a long time to come. No matter what scandal in the GOP, no matter how many more soldiers are killed, they'll do whatever they want. If we had a bit of democracy in this country, this article would be read on every news channel until Commander uh, W. resigns and apologizes to the nation. Not that Democrats are much better. Two official parties are still just one more than Nazi Germany or the Soviet Union had, says Martin and Fort Myers. Very perspicacious, Martin, and like I said, you got your thumb on it. And I would keep my name, well, it's probably a fictitious name. Good thinking, Martin. <laughs> yeah, as in like my favorite Martin. Did you ever stop and think about that? My favorite Martian, his name was Martin. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, then. Oh, never really dawned on me. Mm -hmm. That's because I'm too slow to understand like complex things like Syriana. Yeah, well, it was a very cerebral comedy show that was. It was. Well, that's why he had all the, the things yeah. sticking, protruding from right, his head. He had an antenna coming out of they his cerebrum. connected room. to his brain. 646 votes on the poll. I'm not going to read the result now because they, they, uh, I hate this poll. It's got 17%, 111. That combined with that poll that's suggesting we put the Godfather in there. That is so uh -huh. stupid, man. Just stupid. Just take your pants down, bend over, and show the world your Rectum. ass. That evidently is the, the number one hobby in South Florida during the summertime, which is why I know you're going to have a great one to two hour. Aren't you oh, going to yeah. take a lot of calls? I'm chomping at the bit. It's the guilty warm-up hour. I'll say that for you. And then now that we got the All-Star break finally over, we got the Marlins back in action again against the Houston Astros. We got Don Trell pitching tonight. And, then, and who they got pitching? I'm not sure. No, I, Hank said a name, and it sounded like, I don't know, like he made it up. And then they got Roger Clemens tomorrow with his big fat Rectum. ass. Yeah, I'll be engineering that game, by the way. What do you mean by that? Dave uh, will not be there, so Jesse will be filling in for him, so I'm engineering it. Now, wait a minute. What, the game tomorrow night? That's right. Dave Van Boring will not be there. Dave Van Horn will not be there. He will be absent. And Jesse Agler will be doing the game? Well, with Roxy. Jesse Agler is going to be broadcasting the Marlin game tomorrow night? Well, he's part of the broadcast already. What does he do? He chimes in with score updates, and he does the pre- and post-game. Oh. Well, why wouldn't they just have Roxy do the whole game? I mean, not that I want to, like, pee on Jesse's parade. He may be okay or not. I don't know. He's well, where's fine. Dave Van Boring going to be? Not yeah. that it's in You know what? I, I don't know. I'll have to tell you. Well, uh, come on, Mr. Marlin Insider. Let's go. Asked me to fill in. I said yes, and that was that. Well, I'll be damned. Maybe uh, David, somebody's taking him to the pot. Or maybe he's going to smoke some. Couldn't put him in more of a coma than he already sounds like. Albert Einstein had half a dozen girlfriends and told his wife they showered him with unwanted affection, according to letters released this week that shed light on his extramarital affairs. How do you like that? Well, he was a smart guy. Sure. Smart guys screw around a lot. If they can. Well, listen, if you knew what he looked like. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Know, he was, he was a player. The wild-haired Jewish-German scientist, renowned for his theory of relativity, which means he liked to do his relatives, spent little time at home. He lectured in Europe and the USA, where he died in 1955 at the age of 76. But Einstein wrote hundreds of letters to his family. 
previously released letter suggested his marriage in 1903 to his first wife, Maliva Merrick, mother of his two sons, was miserable. Miserable bitch. They divorced in 1919. He soon married his cousin, Elsa. But there was an awful lot of marrying uh, your cousin. Uh, yeah. Wasn't uh, Eleanor Franklin Roosevelt's, I think, second cousin? Not sure. What a ugly dyke. My God. I would, I would say she looked like a guy, but that would be an insult to guys. Thank you. Anyway, Albert Einstein cheated on uh, his second his cousin, Elsa, with the secretary, Betty Newman, probably kin to Alfred E. In the new volume of letters released this week by Hebrew University in Jerusalem, Einstein described about six women with whom he spent time and from whom he received gifts while being married to Elsa. In the early 1980s, Elsa's daughter, Margot, gave almost 1,400 letters to Hebrew University, which Einstein helped found. But Margot directed that the letters not be released publicly until 20 years after her death. She died July 8, 1986, which means some of the women identified by Einstein included Estella, Ethel, Tony, and his Russian spy lover, Margarita. Oh, just like Josh Cordes, he had a Russian spy lover. Mm -hmm. Others are referred to only by initials like M and L. It is true that M followed me to England, and her chasing after me is getting out of control. He wrote a letter to Marco in 1931. Out of all the dames, I am in fact attached only to Mrs. L, who is absolutely harmless and decent. In another post to Margot, Einstein asked his stepdaughter to pass on a little letter for Margarita to avoid providing curious eyes with tidbits. Barbara Wolf of the Hebrew University's Albert Einstein Archive said that the persistent M was Berlin socialite Ethel Mikanowski, who was involved with Einstein in the late 20s and early 30s. Wolf described their relationship as an affair, <clears throat> but she disclosed little else about Mikanowski other than that she was about 15 years younger than Einstein and was friendly with his stepdaughter. You go, boy. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So it goes to show you, life is more than just uh, being a bookworm, okay? There's more worms than just in the book. That's right. Now, I'm looking at the, the thing on this log here. Did we get that straightened out with a Christian who seems to be having a little problem with his log? You know, the thing I talked to um, yeah. Chris about? Well, I haven't heard anything back. He's got, the, he's got that billboard thing and then that one bizarre 15-second spot in the middle of the half hour. That Does that spot actually exist? It does not show up during our show on the auto log. It just shows up in the log log. No, no, but what, what do you mean by that? The, the, in other words, the computer log, the ones that we actually play the spots from. Yeah. It's not a part of that. That's what I was told. So it doesn't play. <laughs> okay, during the break, let me go watch Syriana again. All right. This is Neil Rogers. Makes about as much sense this as what you just said. This is 560 QAM. My junior, honey. Ding dong, the cow is dead. The terrorist has lost his head. Ding dong, how the cow is dead. Toes up, eating lead. Dropped a bomb on his head. Toes up, how the cow is dead. He's gone where to go below, below, below yo ho. He is now six feet deep, the creep in history. Ding dong, he had to go. Sing it high, sing it low. Let them know that how's a cow is dead. Oh, I'm dying over here. 1230 at 560 WQM. We got George Rodriguez for one hour between 1 and 2 today, and he's going to take a lot of your calls, man. Oh, yeah. He's just, just dying. One after another. He's rubbing his hind legs together right now like a grasshopper. He's so excited about listening to That's your right. provocative thoughts and ideas and input and output. That's right. See, That's ordinarily, weird. like, you know, during the non-summertime, if we did this pool, that, that was what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. With this pool idea, instead of I hate this pool, we'd have had like a zillion good ideas. Now, the, the one we did get there about um, early porn, now that was a good one. In fact, that's got 21 votes. And Ronald Ray, Ronnie Ray Gunn got 18. Mm -hmm. but we'd have had a whole zillion bunch of them, but again, there's nobody around. So, basically, all we get is that. So, I'll leave that to you in your uh, fine hands. And then you'll get whipped up enough that you'll finally just, uh, you know, just get frustrated and go to somebody's house and throw their crap away and do, do the world a public service. 
Keep don't in tempt mind me. that that law changed a year ago, October. Don't tempt me. U.S. Representative Catherine Harris. Oh, do you hear about her plane? Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's off source. That's what the Chinese are reporting. U.S. Representative Catherine Harris's troubled campaign for the U.S. Senate lost yet another top-level staffer yesterday. Her office issued a statement confirming the departure of spokesman Chris Ingram. I wonder if he was kin to Dan Ingram. Remember Dan Ingram? We'll just run the rejoins. WABC! Yeah. Okay, that's enough, Chubby. Uh, neither Ingram nor other staffers could be reached late yesterday to explain why. Harris said by many to be feeling the pressure as her poll numbers sink like a rock while Republican leaders turn their backs on her. They're running away from her like she's got leprosy. Has weathered the departure of a number of high-level staff members, including Ed Rollins, a Reagan Revolution architect, former campaign manager Jim Dornan, and seasoned Florida political consultant Adam Goodman. The sorry soda Republican is seeking to unseat Democratic Senator Bill Nelson in November. Her chances are slim and none. None and much, much, much less than none. Thank goodness. That's Catherine Harris that helped Jeb Bush fix the election for his brother in 2000. That's the same Catherine Harris. Oh. How's Teresa Lepore doing in Palm Beach? How's that bitch doing? I haven't heard Butterfly her Ballad. You know what her... That, oh, you know something? I haven't played that Butterfly Kisses in a long time. No, no, you haven't. Butterflies are free, I was going to say. But they do like Butterfly Kisses. Should have probably played that on Father's Day. That would have been a good idea. That would have been a good idea. Didn't do it then, so I'll play it today. Good. Speaking of people who've got real uh, dilemmas as far as whether they're going to get elected or not, Anna Shelley, a mother of three from Utah, says that she's ready for a female president, and she is sure that Senator Swillery Rodham Clinton has got what it takes. But oh. Shelley, a Democrat, is not sure she could ever pull a lever for Hillary. Her reservations are vague but unmistakable. Now, here, this is the definitive line, okay? We always call her the Ice Princess. Mm-hmm. Something about Clinton leaves her cold. Aha. Uh-huh. That's what Bubba used to say, too. I want to see her as a human being. I can read a newspaper and see her agenda, said Shelley, 27, who husband did a tour in Iraq and is appreciative of Clinton's support of the military. I think she's a little hard, she said. She may be strong, but at the same time, if you're driven sometimes, you're perceived as not having sympathy, and perception is reality for most of us. It is a reality that Clinton's advisors are confront, are, that they're confronting as they seek to position the former first lady for a possible 2008 presidential run. They expect that any campaign would begin after this fall's election when Clinton, the Democrat, is running for a second Senate term from New York, a shoe-in. Never has a politician stepped onto a presidential stage before an audience of voters who already have so many strong and personal opinions about her or amid arguments that revolve around the intangibles of personality and the ways people react to it. As in, bleh, like that. I, w- I was thinking you can't complain about her personality because she didn't have any. Sure she does. Nasty Sour, one. green, yeah. persimmon, bitch yeah. personality. Bitch. Clinton's assets are formidable and unrivaled ability to generate publicity and money and approval ratings that are notably strong, given her polarizing reputation and the controversy she has weathered over 15 years in the national I-I-I-I-I. In recent public opinions, uh, in polls, she handily leads potential Democratic rivals, which I think is quite a commentary on her potential rivals, more than it is about her. Mm-hmm. Beneath these positives, however, there is evidence of unease about her personal history, about her demeanor and motives among the very Democratic and independent voters she would need to win the presidency. A recent Washington Post and ABC News poll highlighted the paradox. 54% of those responding view her favorably, and a significant majority give her high marks for leadership, 68%, strong family value, 65%, and being open and friendly, 58%. At the same time, only 37% of Democrats in the poll say they would definitely vote for her for president. Only 37% of Democrats say they would definitely vote if she were running. A Gallup poll from last summer also highlighted a perception that she's too divisive, with 53% of respondents saying they don't view her as someone who would unite the country and not divide it. 
Follow-up interviews with skeptical Democrats and independents who participated in the post-AE news poll suggest that ABC news poll suggests that many view her as an inscrutable public figure who gets high marks for her ability and intellect, but who nonetheless gives them pause because they find it difficult to relate to her on a personal level. The Ice Princess. She has the warmth of the uh, the polar ice cap, or at least what it used to have. The reason I'm not able to say I'm strongly supportive of her is because, and this is just vibes, she does not project a sense of what is inside of her like her husband did, said Sam Hack, 59, a self-described liberal Democrat from San Luis. Others said they see a persona too calibrated, ersatz, phony, fake. There's no question she's competent and very intelligent, but people want to see authentic human beings, and she's very overly managed herself, said Peter Brooks, 68, a professor of English at the University of Virginia, a liberal Democrat who has an unfavorable view of Hillary. How do you like that? Uh-huh. Still, supporters say the powerful scrutiny mean, uh, she faces means that far more than the typical politician, she has little room for public error or spontaneity, since even casual comments often draw national headlines. And, of course, this didn't even go into her, uh, you know, her wishy-washy Iraq, you know, all of that right. crap with the war. And the fact that she voted for it. And mm-hmm. she's still but a beep but a beep all over the place. You still hear those same sounds <laughs> that we heard in 2004. Debbie Rowe, the former Mrs. Michael Jackson, sued the pop singer, claiming he has failed to pay her what he promised when the two divorced in 1999. I'm sure you're keeping close track on uh, Debbie Rowe. I'm going to have to start soon now. In the lawsuit filed July 3rd in L.A. Superior Court, Rose seeks an immediate payment of 195 grand for attorney fees and $50,000 in living expenses so she can continue pursuing her child custody case against him. The next court case uh, hearing on the matter is slated July 26th. Mark that down on your calendars. There will hey, be big news that day. She sold those children fair and square. He's got the receipts. Roe is the mother of Jackson's two children, Prince Michael Joseph Jackson, 9, and Paris Michael Catherine Jackson, 8. She gave up her parental rights to the children in 2001 for some serious cash, of course, but asked the judge to reinstate them in 2003 after she learned of Jackson's arrest and child molestation charges. Sorry, at least she's consistent, okay? For the right. right price, she'll go away. You can have the kids, they'll go away. Rose says in the lawsuit that Jackson stopped making his promised payments to her in October 2003. Maybe O.J. will make the payments. Jackson agreed when they divorced to pay his ex-wife a million dollars a year for the first three years after they split and 750 grand annually for six more years. Rowe also received a house in Beverly Hills on a 1998 Ford Explorer. That baby's getting pretty old now. She agreed to visit her children only once every 45 days. Jackson maintained ownership of his Neverland Ranch and two adjacent properties in Santa Barbara, California, other residential and commercial properties, plus a fleet of vehicles that include two fire trucks, three vintage Rolls Royces, four tractors, and nine golf carts, and yeah. a partridge in a pear tree. Oh. How you like that? Poor baby. He's over there in Bahrain with all them ragheads, all them schmatahead perverts over there. You know, we'd, we'd easily have a 1,000 votes on the poll today if uh, Eric wouldn't have been, uh, you know, persona non, uh, non-reachable. But that's okay. I just In the future, I'm just going to fax him that poll like every five minutes over. And, and it doesn't make any difference because, like you said, he's got it on, uh, on his computer. He doesn't have, like, right. regular e- a regular fax machine. It doesn't ring a bell. Well, screw him. You should text him. 678 votes on the poll. Something, place, or person that seemed better years later than it really was. I hate this poll. 118, 17.3% lunkheads. You're right. You're right about that. It's it's the it's the uh, misfit vote du jour this that's summer. That's all that's left. Yeah. Early sex experiences 85. High school 74. My hometown 48. It was uh, lame. It was okay. Not great. Early TV 44. Most of it sucked. The 80s, 37. Top 40 radio, 35. You know what I think of when I think of top 40 radio? WABC! Yeah. 
<laughs> JFK 33. The 70s has got... About 30, man. The uh, 60s, 26. College, 26. Yeah, it was uh, not much. New York, 23. Early porn, 22. Man, were they ugly. And Harry. Yes. Reams. Ronnie Reagan, yes. 20. Restaurants that are closed now, but boy, they sure, uh, we think they were great then, or maybe not. 15. Hitchcock movies, 14, like Rear Window. Slow and ponderous. The 50s, 13, which ties kind of right in with that. Detroit, 10, and Harry Truman, oh, still only 6. Could have put FDR on there, but then only the real, real old, you know. Plus, what, what was wrong with him? I don't know. Beside the fact that he was a virulent anti-Semite and racist, what, what was wrong with him? You know, it no. kind of fit in with the times. 1241, 19 till 1, we got the George Rodriguez 1 to 2 hour today. Boy, are you lucky. I know, yeah. I feel blessed. And then we got Geldy at 2. Aren't we blessed down here, guys? Yeah. Twice Man, blessed. The Heat win the championship. We got, uh, what's his name? Is the new Dolphin quarterback. What's his name? Um, from Joey the Harrington. Oh, well, Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper and Joey Harrington, man. Joey Harrington, I hear, is almost as dangerous as Joey Reynolds. You know, sometimes it's the things you can't see that are bad for you, especially in your carpets. In South Florida for 28 years, Rock Concepts is the best in the world at taking your carpets, dry cleaning them, and making them look and feel and smell and be just like brand new. I mean, like really sanitary. I've used them for over 21 long, amazing years. I wouldn't dream of calling anybody else. When you dry clean your carpets, you really can clean today and entertain tonight when you call Dry Concepts because your carpets stay cleaner longer, no sticky residue left behind, and they dry in just a couple of hours. With over 50,000 satisfied customers, you've got a lot of happy company out there. And don't forget, Dry Concepts are also, keep this in mind, all during hurricane season, the experts in water damage restoration. Certified technicians get you out of the mold zone in just a matter of minutes, not days. And Dry Concepts can get your home or business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. And to top off all of these, all of these things, things, Dry Concepts also has a state-of-the-art oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one in all of South Florida on site that's dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking just like brand new. So do yourself a big, a humongous favor. They'll never let you down. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free, in Dade Broward of the Palm Beaches. Don't forget, they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start the work. Call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, log on to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Howard David's a bitch. Hi, I'm Kirstie Alley for Jenny Craig with some great news. Jenny Craig has just been purchased by Nestle. Oh, thank God. Chocolate. Oh, <laughs> Only one thing to say about her. That's it. A real cow. Yeah. 14 till 1 at 560. Bartez, getting closer to your big uh, hour coming up. Oh, I can't wait. Man, those calls are going to be pouring in by the ones. Mm -hmm. Taking a paper clip and turning it into a house sounds like a cheesy magic trick or a phony instance of resourcefulness on the 1980s TV show MacGyver. Well, there's one reason that the 80s weren't as good as uh, we remember MacGyver. I, I do remember it. Never watched And, of course, then there was the 80s music, which there wasn't any. Kyle McDonald, however, has pulled it off. One year ago, the 26-year-old blogger from Montreal, no less, set out to barter one red paperclip for something and that thing for something else over and over again. He, in other words, he, he kept trading it. Trading until up. Until finally he had a house. Yes. You saw this story? I did. Yesterday, the quest ended as envisioned. 
McDonald became the proud owner of a three-bedroom, 1,100-square-foot home provided by the town of Kipling, Saskatchewan. McDonald and his girlfriend, Dominique Dupuis, expect to move there in early September. Dominique Dupuis. This is such a cool community project, it feels right, McDonald said. And now that I think about it, I can't believe that there's an, that another small town didn't think of it. It will literally put them on the map. What's the name of the town again? Kipling, Saskatchewan. I wonder what Rudyard would have thought about that. I wonder what Rudyard would have thought about those explosions in Mumbai yesterday. I, mean, I don't think I men- mentioned this on the air. I talked to you about it before the show today. But this business about the New York subways on increased alert. And they're oh, yeah. talking about the Kashmiri uh, lunatic uh, terrorists are the ones responsible for those things. So what the hell has that got to do with New York or anything in the USA? Eh? Just another excuse to, to raise the panic flag, get everybody all whipped up. Oh, my God! We have to vote for the uh, Republicans because they keep us safe. Anyway, what's in it for the town? The answer requires a quick McDonald recap featuring a menagerie of friendly folks, radio talk show hosts, and aging celebrities all bound together by the Internets. It began when McDonald, an aspiring writer, doer of odd jobs, and apartment dweller, advertised in the barter section of the Craigslist website that he wanted something bigger or better for one red paperclip. He traded for a fish-shaped pen and posted on Craigslist again and again. Roaming Canada and the U.S., he exchanged the pen for a ceramic knob. He, in turn, exchanged that for a camping stove, a generator, a beer keg and Budweiser sign, a snowmobile, a trip to the Canadian Rockies, a supply tra- truck, and a recording contract. Next, in April, he got himself really close, obtaining a year's rent in Phoenix. His adventure became an Internet blockbuster. He did Canadian and Japanese TV and Good Morning America. He made dozens of local radio appearances, one of which in L.A. was heard by a man who ended up as a pivotal figure. That man is Corbin Burnson. You may remember him for his roles in L.A. Law and Major League. Remember him? I do. <clears throat> I don't. Hip to the publicity-generating machine that is Kyle McDonald, Burnson contacted him to say he was writing and directing a movie and would offer a paid speaking role as an item available for trade. McDonald was thrilled, but he feared the integrity of his journey would be compromised if he accepted the role without trading Burnson something he can really use. Say what you want about Major League 3, but Burnson has done well enough. He doesn't need a free apartment in Phoenix. So McDonald kept Burnson's offer off his blog, but plowed ahead with an eye to finding something that Burnson would legitimately want. Seemingly disregarding good economic sense, McDonald traded the year's rent for an afternoon with rocker Alice Cooper. McDonald's response, Alice Cooper is a gold mine of awesomeness and fun. Then in a move that really confused his blog readers, McDonald bartered time with Cooper for a snow globe depicting the band Kiss. Re-enter Corbin Burnson. You see, since the days when he get free stuff on promotional tours for L.A. Law, Burnson has amassed a collection of 6,500 snow globes. Huh. One off, they look sort of goofy, Burnson said. Put them all together, and they sort of look like pop art. So McDonald gave Burnson the Kiss model and encouraged his blog readers to send the actor even more globes in exchange for autographed pictures. All of this delighted the elders in Kipling, a town of 1140, believed to be named in uh, honor of author Rudyard Kipling. Like many rural towns, Kipling is eager to stave off the perils of dwindling population by attracting new businesses, tourism, and above all, attention. When the local development contract coordinator, Bert Roach, heard about McDonald's Odyssey, he suggested at the next council meeting that Kipling lure him. Quickly, the town purchased an unoccupied rental house on Main Street and offered it to McDonald. Roach won't disclose the price because McDonald says he doesn't want to know, but Roach said it was well under the going rate in Kipling, which is about $50,000 Canadian, 45 U.S., eh? The town also pledged to put a giant red paper clip at a highway rest stop and hold an American Idol-style competition for the movie rule. Participants will have to make a donation to the town's parks department and, uh, for, and a charity. When McDonald agreed last week, I was holding back tears. I was so bloody happy, Roach said. It's going to be such a great project for our community. This isn't the guy that's getting the house. That was the guy in Saskatchewan in uh, Kipling. I see. 
Bernson says that if the right person emerges in the talent show, he'd be willing to cast him or her as a lead. Maybe a career is going to get started. Maybe it's going to be huge. Maybe that's the magic of Kyle. McDonald doesn't expect to live in Kipling forever, but he says he'll make it his home at least while he settles down to write a book. Of course, even if the house came free, he'll have the usual homeowner headaches, taxes, utilities, upkeep. It should come as no surprise that McDonald isn't worried. I'll figure something out, he said. I can get a job. There are three groceries in town. <laughs> and it sounds like he's well qualified. How do you like right. that? He's going to be a bagger? He's going to be a carpet bagging it in Kipling, Saskatchewan, eh? God. Well, there's your buddy Arlen Specter. The balance of fighting terrorism balance. And there's uh, Mrs. Limbaugh on there. She's probably popping a few. She's probably pretty embarrassed that come to find out her husband had to pick up all them Viagra from a hundred different doctors. Well, I'm sure she knew all about it. Uh, she probably is well aware mm-hmm. of his shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And the, <laughs> the, thought, the thought leaves you really nauseous. Wanting to just gag and puke for hours. 702 votes on the poll. Something, place, or person that seemed better years later than it really was. Goes to show you, every time we come up with a poll idea that we like, that we think is really good, it's like, oh, we don't like that. We don't want to play that game. Am I right? Absolutely. Did you say? Absolutely. That's what I said. I hate this poll still leads 124, 17.6%. They're just doing that to frost my ass. And That's ask right. me if I care. Do you think I really care? No. I couldn't care less. If I tried very, very, I'd rather, uh, rather watch Syrian again ten more times than to worry about this poll. And I'd rather croak than see it again, even like 10 seconds of it. If you missed the earlier part of the show, all you folks out there, save a lot of time and a lot of cash, okay? How much does it cost to rent a movie at Schlockbuster or somewhere? I'll ask someone who knows. Two or three bucks? Let's say. And you certainly don't want to spend like the 25 or 30 bucks it might cost. About 30, man. Buy the DVD. Save yourself. It's a piece of crap, okay? Only the most pseudo of these pseudo-intellectuals would give you high marks on that piece of turd. It is convoluted. It goes all over the place. We have no idea who the characters are. It's, uh, it's garbage. And it, it doesn't tell us anything. I mean, nothing that we don't already know. But nevertheless. Anyway, I hate this poll 124. It figures. Early sex experiences, 87. Sure wish I would have had some. Oh, yeah? High school, 76. My hometown, 49. Now, what's your hometown? Like where I was born or where I was raised? Cause raised. Because vagabonded around. Here, South Florida, Redlands. The Redlands? Sure. Guess why they're now, called Josh that. Now, Josh was born in California. Right, but I was raised here. Well, what about uh, Brandon? Well, that was just two years, my first two years of high school. Oh. Boy, oh boy, what a good place to get away from. My hometown, 49, Rochester, like I said. is a, uh, I remember the days when I used to talk about Rochester and Don and Bob's and all of a sudden. Uh, you know, and that's a classic example. People reminisce about how great it is. Then you go back there and you wonder, what the hell did I ever come back to this crap hole for, you know? Especially now that the complexion of the city has changed so dramatically. You know what I mean by that? What do you mean? I'm not saying. Okay. My hometown, 49. Early TV, 45, most of which was really very, very weak. Although, you know, it was live. It was more creative, one sure. might say, when I make up all kinds of stuff. But, I mean, there was some good stuff. There like were the Steve Allen show. Huh? Sid Caesar. Right. Red Skeleton. God bless. The 80s, 38. Top 40 Radio, 35. Oh, every time I think of Top <laughs> Yeah. Well, that thing is great. Top 40 Radio 35, JFK 34. I'll tell you one thing. Pop had JFK. Look what we got now. The 70s, 31. The fifth, the 60s, 28. College, 26. It uh, could have been a lot better. Especially, maybe, uh, maybe it would have been better if I went to class, you think? I doubt it, though. I think that was the only good move I made, drinking that mm-hmm. Meister Brown, not going That's to right. class. College, 26. Early porn, 24, man. It was schmutzy. Really schmutzy. And, of course, back in that day, you know, everything was really grainy and like, oh... Not good. Right. New York, 24. Ronald Reagan, 23. 
Although, who the hell ever thought he was any good? Restaurants that are now closed, they used to think, oh, my God, how I missed that place. And then if it was open now and you went back and ate, you'd probably say like they do in Yugoslavia, feh. Restaurants that are closed, 15. Hitchcock movies, 14. So I won't send you any more Hitchcock movies because okay. I can't find North by Northwest anyway. Right. The 50s, 14. Detroit, 10. And poor old Harry Truman, only six. I think they like old Harry, don't they? Who doesn't? You see the tie in there between those That's early right. porn movies and Truman? Very hairy. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Big producer guy. He's uncircumcised. George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, cryptic son of a bitch. Don't give him no shit. No. With the boss like me, he's got a great deal. Free food and a brand new set of wheels. Are you sure? If you got the balls to give him a call, just remember that he won't take your crap. He's George, George, Jorge, Rodriguez, clean as he can be. You won't find no cheese. Don't give him no. QAM, what do you want? George, George, Jorge, Rodriguez, cryptic son of a bitch. Hello, I'm Christian B. Good of your friendly NSA. You know, you hear a lot of negative things about our agency. But I'm here to tell you about the good things we do, like fighting terrorism. I ask you, what better way to fight terrorism than to make all of you suspects? How can you miss? Especially when we were ordered to stand down on the real ones. Since Mighty Leader gave us full access to your checking accounts for, oh, just about anything except for the Citibank money train that was used by the Saudis, we have great news for those of you who have nothing to hide. Now you no longer have to worry about paying those bills that are coming due. The NSA will pay them for you, whether you have the funds or not. Overdrawn. Overdrawn. This service Overdrawn. is already paid for by your tax dollars. Anyone who speaks out against it will be designated Al-Qaeda. Thank you for your silence and obedience. NSA, we know your life story. NSA, Bill pay. We know your life well, what the hell do we do now? No, I hate starting the show at 1 o'clock. Man, this has never okay. happened, I don't think. Not not since you've been here. He used to do this kind of stuff all the time, just for... Just to pull Hank all the time? Yeah. Is that what we're calling it now? It's a hanky. Pulling a hanky? Yeah. Uh, he's He's got a legitimate excuse this time, or at least uh, he's saying he does, but he used to just do this at the drop of a hat, like, I gotta go, I just want to go, I don't want to be here. And he'd take off. And how do you start at 1? Like, we can't continue with what he was talking about, because he sewed it up all very nicely. No loose ends, read that great story. Speaking of loose ends, remember they're coming out with more of that kind of stuff if you're into the uh, the conspiracy thing, the mm -hmm. 9-11, the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it doesn't really matter, because I don't have to take a position on whether or not they actually made it happen. They knew it was going to happen. That's, that's enough for me. How's that? I don't need to go any further than that. 
when you see Fahrenheit 9-11 and you see the there, – there's the memo right there being handed to them. And they didn't do anything. It's because they knew that it was going to happen and they really wanted it to happen. So I don't have to believe that they went and sat there with the Saudis at the table and, uh, you know, with a chart and planned the whole thing out together. It's bad enough that they knew that something was happening and they, they sat on their ass. And then, of course, all that other stuff like how everybody stopped flying, how everybody, all, all the government officials stopped flying on the, uh, the public airway, airways and started taking these private charter flights, etc. immediately, and all the memos that were before it. So they knew something was up, whether or not they, they had a hand in planning it or not. And you see all these videos of the Pentagon and what actually hit the Pentagon, who the hell knows. But uh, So you've got a lot of watching to do. We've already, this is where we left off. Good guys. You've got all kinds of watching to do. Look, it's been rainy lately. I know you're a busy man. You're working. But with the weather the way that it is, you might as well just lock yourself into a nice air-conditioned room, which I know you have. And, and watch a whole bunch of things. Just get your supplies. Pretend like it's the winter in Montana, because that's what we would have to do. You did, sure as hell didn't want to go outside. There's nothing going on out there. So you would lock yourself in, uh, or the snow would do that for you. And you'd hopefully had a lot of videos. And, by the way, you knew it was winter, because you'd go to the video store. This is how you wind up watching a whole bunch of stuff that you normally would never, is being in a place like that, and you go to the video store, and everything's gone there's like three videos left on the shelf. That's guess what, what you do there, right? And that's it. Well, that's one of the two things that you do there in the winter. There's something else, and that's all part of it, too. That's all a means to an end. I mean, you can't do that the whole while. There's, you watch a little bit of movies before it. Yeah, it starts with a movie, turns into that. It starts with a movie, yeah. it turns into that, and then afterwards you watch a little bit more movie while you're having a snack. And then you do that a little bit more, and then you watch some more movies. So get your girl, get the Russian girl over there, and, and do that. Pretend that it's winter. In Alaska, you got to watch the, the Why We Fight just to be knowledgeable. And I'm not going to make you watch out Fox. I'm going to make my wife watch that because she she's the one that keeps putting it on Fox News. She puts, puts it on Greta because she likes the lawyer talk, courtroom drama and lawyer talk. And, and I scream about it all the time. I was I'm too. just watching. I'm just watching Greta. It's like, yeah, but you watch Greta, and they run their promos. They do their little news flashes, and and O'Reilly invariably is on there during every commercial break, bobbing his head in my general direction, saying falafel over and over again, saying that he wants to loofah me with a falafel. Now that is something that's funny. You know how the Daily Show has montages sometimes, and some of these other shows they'll make a point, and then this is how the story was represented on Fox News or something. And then they'll have all these clips mm-hmm. in rapid succession over and over again. There's a whole bunch of those kinds of things in the movie Outfoxed. So maybe you should watch it just for that entertainment thing. Like they have Bill O'Reilly saying, I never tell, I've only, in eight years I've only told a guest to shut up once. And then cut to the montage. Shut up, 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 To this person, to that person over and over again. Very interesting. Maybe when you catch up a little bit, I'll get you that. But first you have to see why we fight. What was it, Fatso? I have Fatso. Great Santini, which you don't have yet because I'm going to watch that again. And, but you'll, you'll like Fatso, and you'll like uh, Why We Fight, and that's it. And I'm going to like this new Natalie Portman movie where she gets naked, assuming that she's really naked. You can't trust that word anymore. We need a new word for nude or naked that actually means nude or naked, because now they just throw that out there all the time. Britney Spears, nude. This is a new movie? Uh, a new movie. You understand the other movie, Closer, I think it was, where she plays a stripper, the story goes, she did do a nude scene for that movie, but then she got cold feet and talked the director out of using it, which means it's out there. Somebody's got it, and it ain't us. We do have those nude paparazzi, or at least topless paparazzi pictures of her at the beach. 
You've seen those, right? I don't think so. I'll come in here during the commercial break. All right. I'll, uh, I'll lay them on you. But they're grainy. You know how those paparazzi pictures go. They aren't the best in the world. So I'm looking forward to this. Kind of like new, they're taken by a side movie. Right? I don't know what it's going to be called. While we're dealing with old business, I do have the, the story of our, our humanitarian effort yesterday that I can cover. Yeah, let me yeah. know what happened. I'm a tool. That's what happened. It's, by the way, I saw him on the news, uh, Blind Mike, again on the news. Yes. How you doing, Mike? We're going to keep you up to date on what's going on there, but the Red Cross is on the case, and he's going to be fine. Probably all those people are going to have to move from that building, but it's not like a right-away kind of thing. The funny thing about that is that we're going up. We wound up going all the way down there, me, Roly, and Alex, the other promotions guy, in the station van just to schlep a whole lot of dog food for his seeing-eye dog. That's it. That's the, that's what we wound up. And I used to, and I thought, well, all right, I said I was going to go down there and help you. I'll go down there and help you, even if it's to get a bag of dog food. When you hear that somebody needs their dog food, you've got a paper bag in your mind, right? Rolled up at the top, you grab it with one hand, and you go. Well, the big one. That's what you had in mind, right? Right. <clears throat> no, no. I'm trying to see if we have a tub in here approximately the size of the tub of uh, dog food that he was talking about. Like a Ma- Rubbermaid? Uh... Big-ass Rubbermaid? Big-ass Rubbermaid, like the size of a coffin for a fat man, okay? Like he buys it in bulk or it must be special or or something like that, but obviously he couldn't have negotiated that tub and the dog and the stairs all by himself, and it it took a couple of us, you know, one to uh, to help him and one to help the uh, dog food. Oh, and the security guy that gave us the escort upstairs because they didn't want looters in the hotel. And I thought it's funny because as, as Mike was fumbling with his key to open the door, the security guy was really nice and shined the light on the keyhole. So that, oh, did it help him out of it? <laughs> I could see it. And then you're, yeah, yeah. It did. It made the operation go way faster. It's funny. I worked with uh, Mike Bohan, uh, who is blind. You've heard me talk about him for years over at IOD. Great guy. And we would sit there and talk about all the funny things that people do around blind people, like yell, for example. And he's always telling people, I'm blind, not deaf. Okay. And, the, and another mistake, one, I guess. Yeah, so I was making jokes. I was cracking Rolly and Alex up, you know, because we're driving down South Beach. And guess what? I was all around us. Hotties. Right. Everywhere. Good God. It was a cloudy day. That didn't stop the hotties from walking around on South Beach. And so I'm going, hey, Mike, check her out over there. And, you know, and he's playing along, and, and Alex and Rolly are just laughing. And so we're posing for some pictures because, of course, the promotions guys, they got to take some pictures to try to make a way bigger deal out of this than it is. You know the promotions, guys. QAM with that guy that was on oh. Channel 7. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're posing for some pictures. And just like I did with you when we posed for a picture, I did the rabbit ears behind your head. There isn't a picture of my mom in a family group that I'm not doing the rabbit ears behind my mom's head. It's the thing that I do. I like to do rabbit ears. Oh, behind you did that behind head. the picture that we took for... Right, yeah, yeah, you and me. I did rabbit ears well, behind your head. I wouldn't know because uh, or, Miguel or hasn't put horse. it up, so I, I haven't they're, seen it. They're called rabbit ears, but I... I I'm doing double horns. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get you looking like you have antenna or double horns behind your head. Okay. And so we're posing, and I'm and I'm doing it with Mike. I'm putting the rabbit ears behind Mike's head, and my my fist is right up against his head. And I'm saying to Mike, "Hey, I'm doing rabbit ears on your head, all right, Mike?" And we're all yucking it up. And some guy, I don't know if he knew him or what, some foreigner was walking by, cussed me out. Is that right? Oh yeah, you son of a bitch, you mother. I don't know what country he was from it wasn't an accent that i recognized eastern Bloc, scandinavian soviet who the hell knows what accent the skinhead was sporting totally humorless ass who didn't have any idea what was going on thought that we were you know having fun at mike's expense which it's none of his business anyway but i thought that was funny cussing me out and I'm like you get away from me foreigners suck 
What is it with people from other countries? Mind your own business already. Except British guys who come in to make martinis for. Oh, I love those kind of guys. And and refugees like me. See, I can say foreigners suck because I get it. Um, foreigner. So I got to get this. Uh, for two days, I've been trying to get lies, lies, lies by ministry. Mm-hmm. No luck. Someone is going to have to email it to me. Why is that song all precious? There's this video. I haven't seen that yet. Somebody said it was on YouTube, right? Right. I haven't bothered to go look. Maybe I'll go look during the break, but I want a recording. I don't want to run into the same problem that I had when I downloaded or when I just recorded the audio of the Gnarls Barkley performance on YouTube because I like that version better. What you're getting is just a mono, muddy, crappy, something that you would record off your TV kind of thing. That's what it sounded like, which is why I'm begging Boca Brian to remix it the way that we like it. He says he's gonna. He says he's working on it. He says he's working on it. And it'll be a present for us one of these days. Thank you, Boker. And I'm listening. I'm in the process of listening to the rest of that disc. So yeah. far, halfway through so far, nothing to talk about. I forgot I, I, I ripped A it remake of Violent Femmes Gone Daddy Gone where it sounds almost identical. Like it's not different enough to even mention so the original is still better. There's no reason. Because if you're going to make that better, the first thing that you've got to do is take out the xylophones. What is it with people in xylophones? Xylophones are like for comedy. Frank Zappa loves those xylophones. You've got to use the xylophones. I, I can't stand them. And Violent Femmes, they used a lot of xylophones. So if you're going to remake that song, phase one, take those obnoxious-sounding xylophones out of there. Replace them with something a little bit more interesting. I just bit the hell out of my lip. Mm. You're going to make it? No. Speaking of making it, what the hell is our food? I don't know, man. I'm going to pass out. I'm fun to swoon. 113 on 560. All Starvation Radio, WQAM. If you love the finer things in life, then you'll love Stogie's, Miami's quintessential cigar shop in Kendall. With South Florida's largest selection of cigars, Stogie's of Kendall is sure to have your favorites. Stogie's has over a 1,000 open boxes of cigars to choose from, including Arturo Fuente, Padron, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, Ashton VSGs, as well as the obscure and hard to find. Come into Stogie's today and enjoy a smooth smoke in their wine lounge, featuring some of the finest boutique wines from around the world. Join Stogie's every Friday for their famous wine tasting from 5 to 8 p.m. This week, featuring some of the most delicious Bordeaux France has to offer, including the Chateau Malbat 2000, Clos de Lunel 2003, and lots more. Located at 11612 North Kendall Drive and open every day, seven days a week. Or call to reserve a box of your favorite cigars at Stogie's. Call 305-598-9820. 305-598-9820. Be sure to say hello to Mario and the girls and receive a free cigar of the day. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is 560 QAM. Oh, it's the Jugger Man! Hot and So hot and So hot and It's getting hot and So hot, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I wanna take my clothes off. It's getting hot in here, so hot, so take off all your clothes up. I am getting so hot, I wanna take my clothes off. Mix a little bit of love, ah, with a little bit of love, ah, let it hang out. Mix a little bit of love, ah, with a little bit of love, ah. Alright, 118, it was getting a little hot in here. It'd be hotter if we had some of that pizza. 118 on 560 WQM. We got Goldie coming up at 2 o'clock today. Jim Mandich himself at 4 o'clock at 6.30. It's Marlins on deck. Marlins and the Astros at 7.05. Ed Kaplan from Las Vegas. That's right. Correct. Tell me that's food. We just got a call over there. Aw, man. It's not the food. I like when people call in the middle of the show and say stuff that you can't understand. Who the hell was that? It was Roly. Coming over here for something. Okay, maybe he's got the pictures that he wants to show us. 
I was oblivious. They were they were pointing that out to me. So you notice that guy? His cousin? Oh, is that what he was saying? What channel are you on? I'm on channel three. Uh, channel three. Bikini three? Fear Factor. Oh, three. Bikini Fear Factor. Well, look at that. I'm not a scared. I'm not afraid of that. Go ahead. Try and scare me. Like out Fox, that'll scare you. Well, you know what? It's well, a you lot know of something's going to go know. into this tank that it's not just going to be water. Oh, oh yeah, something that bites, I hope. Oh, great, dead mice. <laughs> that's that's pretty gross. The PETA people ought to have a problem with that. Now, did those mice die of natural causes, or were they killed for that occasion? I don't know. One of the things that I've always noticed about Fox News, not just Fox News, but a lot of these right-wing pundits and the way that they talk, is they like to use this phrase, and they really go into it on the, in the movie on Fox. Some people say that... Because after they make the point in the movie that this is not a news channel, it's a it's an opinion channel that has a message that they want to get out to you, this is one of the tools that they use. Instead of quoting a source, which can be refuted, they just make stuff up, and then they say, well, some people say that, or there are those who say, or I've heard it said that, blah, blah, blah. You follow? I know you're awfully distracted by this woman chomping on mice right now. I don't know who she is. Is this a celebrity bikini fear factor? I don't think so. And I like the crotch cam that they're doing. When are we going to get some more of those shooting the jets? Remember that? Balance that beam with great. the jets? Why didn't we think of that? Look at that view, too. It's a good shot. Ron Line. Hey, George. Oh, wrong number. No, not really. Anyway. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Listen. Oh, by the uh, way, I want to thank the person who just like it. No sooner than the words were out of my mouth, the uh, <laughs> lies, lies, lies was right there in my email. Absolutely. Um, uh, think about Bohan. Two things about Bohan that are great. Number one is nobody has a better ear to the ground on radio and the radio, latest radio gossip is really happening than right. Bohan. No one has and, a better ear, period. I used to try to fake him out by disguising my voice. Can't or, do it. And, you know, no, you can't do it. He'd hear the, it right through it. And the other thing, and the other thing, a couple of three years ago, it'd be about three years ago now, uh, he was probably talking about the new big screen TV he bought. I mean, he just, the guy loves TV. <laughs> right. For a blind guy, he watches more shows than I do, or sure. you do. Right. That's he knows all. all about them. He does. He was a pit. In, in my dream world, he would be the call screener for my radio show. And a lot of chicks. He was always married. A lot of chicks love Mike. Yes, indeed. Don't know what it is. See ya. All right. Take it easy. QAM, hello. Hello. Yeah, can I talk to Neil? No. I can't? No. QAM, hello. Hi. QAM, hello. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey. Sorry, I'm in this freaking storm. Listen, you see my blind guys, right? Okay, sure. I, I'm in the medical equipment industry, and I got a patient, right? Okay. He put a grab bars in his house. He took the motor off his scooter and put a new one on his scooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things that are like... But we, me and you would look at it and say, oh, man, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I, I give this guy a lot of credit because, right. you know, he's no, always there's, been that there's, way. There's something to be said about resourcefulness. Yeah. I just, just thought you might want to know that, that you know, some of them are really, really smart or able to do things that even the average person can't do. So. Right. Okay. All right. Take it easy. Start, yeah, they right? got they got some powers. Like, as a matter of fact, speaking of Mike Bohan, who we uh, worked with over at IOD, there were people in the building. I don't want to say Roger Magellan, who didn't like the presence of this person there. Didn't like the fact that everything had to have Braille all over it. Didn't like that the cart labels had to have Braille on them because they obscured the, the rest of it. Like, and I have no sympathy for people who feel inconvenienced when all you're trying to do is help somebody else just just do what they want to do, which is work. All right, I have a problem with the people that are on the street walking around with all their limbs and all their eyes and shaking a cup at my window who have no excuse. Here's a guy showing up to work, 
And we had no problem. It was me and a couple other guys that would braille everything up the board. Everything had braille on it. It was like anything that would normally be labeled and a few things that weren't would have braille. Some of my CDs still have braille on them from um, uh, when I lent them to them. But see, you know how people will talk about people that are outside of earshot? Yeah, because like you'll be in a room and a lot of people are in the room talking like the party scene or or over here, you know, people in the cafetorium, people are talking, other people are talking, nobody's eavesdropping because you're busy engaged in the conversation. Well, Mike could hear all the conversations, so he could hear all that crap that Roger was saying about him behind his back, thinking that he that uh, we were out of earshot. But guess what? There's no such thing as out of earshot when you're talking about Mike. How you doing out there, Mike? Send me an email one of these days. We used to party. QAM, hello. Hi, Java. QAM, hello. Hello. Turn the radio off. Thank you. Huh? I said, how's it going? How's it going, man? Hey, have you seen the movie Highway? Highway. Yeah, with Jared Leto and uh, Jay Gould. I brought back to no. Darko. Really good movie, man. You got to check it out. Okay. You'll I have will. fun. It's like one of those fun movies. Highway. Highway. I'll put it on the list. All righty, man. Josh is Googling it now so that we can get something uh, about it. QAM, hello. QAM. Hello. Yeah. It's the Neil Rogers show. This is the Neil Rogers show, but Neil left and he just, without a word, without any warning, he just left, and we have to kind of kill this last hour. Oh, I see. Because so I didn't want to confuse you or anything like that. It wasn't my idea. You know how lazy Neil is. I mean, he's an incredibly lazy slacker, and he just he just was just tired at one o'clock. I'm listening to you guys on the internet over from California, so that's which, why. Uh, which particular part of California? I'm in San Diego. I see. I hear, I hear good things about San Diego. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful city. In fact, I used to live in South Florida. I'm sorry. And I listened there, and then I got tired of the people there, so I moved to California. I'm, I'm tired of the people here, but I'm still stuck here. Yeah, well, California is uh, better weather in the summer. It's not as hot, not as muggy, no bugs, not the old people, and the people have manners and are courteous. I, I, I remember people like that when I lived in the Northwest, but uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've encountered uh, courteous people. Yeah, you don't have that in South Florida. Tell them to all go back to Long Island, where they came from. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, everybody from here, go back to there, wherever you came from. By the way, something. The Red Cross lady that was helping Mike out yesterday. Hot she, piece? Uh, she was a lady. She could help us with all kinds of dilemmas. Is that right? I, I want to help her. I don't know what kind of problems she might have in her life, but I'm here to help her. She, um, t- Red Cross... Okay, like, perfect. She was wearing the Red Cross shirt with the little thing on it. And they're like, Angel of Mercy is right. Can I get into trouble so you can help me? Just, you know, cradle my head gently and comfort me? She was really, really something. And and nice. Try to dislike this, this woman. Beautiful, and she's a Red Cross Angel of Mercy. There to help disadvantaged people. My heart was just beating out of my chest. It's like, oh. You, can, you know the cartoon, the little hearts when they pop. You know the yeah. little hearts come flowing out of your eyes and pop above your head. That's the that's what I was doing. I hope it wasn't too obvious. I hope my tongue wasn't hanging out too long and drooling all over the place. Matter of fact, I was uh, I was drooling more than the dog. Hey, Mike, beautiful dog, give it a bath, will you? One twenty-seven on five sixty QA. Oh. A, oh, geez. I mean, I know Mike's a resourceful guy. He can run a fossil. Go ahead. QAM. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features, and security, Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. 
Call today and get the best offer of the year at Comcast High Speed Internet for only $24.95 a month for your first six months. Plus, Comcast will upgrade to the super-fast 8-meg premium speed tier free. With an always-on connection speed of up to 8 megabits a second, Comcast High Speed Internet is up to five times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Dial-up is like having one of them old Blackberries, man. It's like having a Model T Ford. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or simply surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet just like Peter Pan. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you'll get instant access to free features like video mail, Comcast Radio Rhapsody Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to be naming a few. Not only that, but you also get free McAfee security tools included so you can rest assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure, an annual savings of over 100 bucks for the security alone. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $24.95 a month for six months. Indeed, call 305-COMCAST and in... 954 Comcast. Call today for details. Certain restrictions apply. This is Neil Rogers. This is WQAM 5670560 is the number and date in Broward. 877-785-6345 is the toll-free out-of-those-counties line. And pound 560 is free if you're a singular or Verizon wireless customer. Do you want to hear about African women are ironing their daughter's breasts with hot rocks? Yes, Uh, I do. Yeah, really? Because just when you thought you knew everything about Africa and all the kooky customs that they do over there, you know, they got the female circumcision. Every once in a while, somebody will pop on to Oprah or one of these other interview shows talking about the outrage of female circumcision going on over there. They've really got some issues. And then there's the uh, the people that believe that if you have sex with a virgin, it'll cure your AIDS. Remember that rumor I started? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best. As a matter of fact, it's important to, uh, to do it twice. That's extra important. Apparently, and this is going on in Cameroon and other neighboring countries in West Africa, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to bother reading it. Uh, they believe that when the young girls start developing breasts, that's a bad thing. It marks the beginning of their potential sexual activity. That's the rationale going here. So what you do is you hold the girl down and you get a hot rock, right? And you mash it up against the breast one after another to to keep the breast from growing, okay? Sounds like terrorists to me. It sounds awful. It sounds uh, terrible. And they're interviewing one of the mothers, and they're saying, hey, 
uh, why are you doing this? And the mother says, oh, because my mom did it to me. Oh, perfect. Ain't that a good reason? So I, this notion of tradition where I hear people say, oh, it's tradition, it's tradition. Tradition sucks. If you do something because of tradition, you're an idiot. How about have a good reason for doing the things that you do? Isn't that a revolutionary concept? Don't do anything unless there's a good reason for it or unless it's fun. Last time I checked, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody that would get a charge off of ironing women's breasts, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, so there's, well, there's your mother story. did it to you, you know. And somebody, somebody faxed this in. Look, very nice one-page fax. I've thrown away five batches of faxes, three to five pages each, with stories that were meant for Neil that he already had and isn't interested. Didn't we already talk about this, the procedure for faxing stories to Neil? Here, you mean like every do. other day. Print, print it up. Here's how you, if you want, if you have a news story and you think Neil might be interested, here's what you do. You print it up. You walk over to the fax machine. You fold the paper uh, in half. You fold it in half again. You fold it in half again until it's, you know, a long, thin strip, and then you shove it up your ass. That's how you fax a story to Neil. We could do this all day. Print out the fax, walk to the bathroom, wipe your ass with it, and flush it. Print the fax up, walk over to the nearest window, put the fax in your pocket, and jump out. That's what you do if you want to fax a story to Neil. How is that? Just to avoid the confusion. He's, it's either something stupid that he doesn't care about or something he's already gotten. I really like this tall, red-headed, tattooed woman over here. Oh, on, I'm on, on, the, on the Fear Factor. Adriana Curry. These oh, days. Adrian Curry. She's a nut. You know, they finally do get married. and I don't. She's a nut, and he's a nut for marrying her. Because he's already had her, and then some. Every which away. He's got a pretty good resume for chicks. He's got a, yeah. Christopher Knight. Well, he had an advantage. Not that we can't give him some credit where it's due because he's an old man and he's kept himself in shape and he's got all his hair. It, it's, but he played it's that, Faden, but yeah. He played that Brady thing out for all it was worth and he's still playing it. Not that we wouldn't. You hear a lot of these child stars and they're all stigmatized. Doesn't that make you want to puke? I don't even understand. I did. My childhood was taken away from me. I want to beat them in the face. Well, let me take your adulthood away from you, too. Did you get food? Then shut up. How's that? I'll be like Bill O'Reilly. Shut up. I don't want to hear anybody. Unless, unless you were starved or beaten as a child, I don't want to hear your, your sob story. Because there are people that didn't have food and didn't have the ability to, to walk safely from one end of their house uh, to the other without getting beaten. QAM, hello. 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 Yeah, hi. I want to talk to George. You're talking to George now. Okay. Why would we make you good? Win? Let me take you off my speakerphone. Would you George? please? Yeah, good. Uh, I wanted to just give you a compliment. Uh, oh, that shucks. I think... Could you mail it to me instead? Okay, well, yes. thanks. QAM, hello. 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 Does that mean I'm on the air? That's exactly what it means. That's amazing. No foreplay, just like my bedroom. <laughs> Don't you just love it? Hey, yeah, when I can get it, yeah. Is he all right? Huh? I, I, last time I heard from him, he was coughing up blood, so I hope he is. Oh, well, let's, I will pray for him then. Okay, yes. Sacrifice okay. a chicken to Chango. Look forward to your show tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Thanks. That was uh, nothing. QAM, hello. Hi, QAM, hello. Coming for you, Ron. Hey, what's the fax number? Going to take you fishing. QAM, hello. Jim. QAM, hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Hey, listen, man. I see Israel as a, a, a terrorist country. Do you... You really want to get everybody Israel, going, Israel, don't you? Yeah, you really want to get everybody going, don't you? Look, you cannot have a rational conversation about this issue. Uh, Do you understand? Anyway, you don't understand what abuse I've gone through for okay, having man. the nerve to lay facts out? Just facts. No opinion, just facts. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah, there he goes. 
Oh, God, the food's here. Oh, my. I've never been happier wow. to hear that voice in my life because I'm fun to pass out. 20 till 2 on All Starvation Radio. I already used that one, didn't I? On All Shore I'm Hungry Radio, 560 QAM. Hey, did you get a good night's sleep last night? Were you tossing and turning all night because your mattress is lumpy and broken like a small cramp one? Well, it's time to step to, up to a new queen or king-size bed from our good friends at Dial a Mattress. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you choose from Florida's largest inventory of queen and king-size beds ready for same-day delivery. You choose the date and time in any two-hour window that's convenient for you when you want them to show up seven days a week between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. You pick the window like noon to 2, 1 to 3, etc., and they show up. Dial a Mattress carries the complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King, Coral, Stearns, and Foster. Their everyday low prices and deep stock make your shopping a finesse de breeze. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll speak with an expert betting consultant who listens to your needs and will suggest a style and comfort level that's perfect. These folks know betting inside and out because it's the only thing they sell. Just about all the folks at QAM are sleeping like a baby on a dollar mattress bed, and you ought to be doing the same. So if the old mattress has had it, pick up that phone and call 1-800-MATTRESS or check them on the wicked web at mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S4, savings. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is 560 QAM. I can't, no, I can't close the These are given. These are given. These leads, they're all that that name. Yeah, well, the leads are assigned randomly. Yeah, what about the leads, huh? The new leads. I can't close. Nobody can close them. They're old. The leads are garbage. Nobody can close them. The leads are weak. All I need is a lead. Closing isn't always easy, especially if you're only given the old leads. What if with one phone call, you can get fresh new leads and actually close enough to get yourself on the Cadillac board? Get the chalk! Hey, get the chalk! Put me on the Cadillac board! It's not too good to be true. It's the Glengarry Leads, the leading provider of good leads on pink cards with gold ribbon wrapped around them, not the ones on the blue cards you're used to trying to close on. You hear me, you faggot? No matter what kind of property you're trying to close on, Glengarry has the leads you need. These are the new leads, and you don't get them. Unless you call now. 1-800-GLENGARY Leads. They're for closers. That's 1-800-GET-TO-WORK. That's 1-800-HAVE-YOU-MADE-YOUR-DECISION-FOR-CHRIST. Call Glengarry Leeds now, and you'll receive $6,000 and one Cadillac. That's 1-800-CLOSE. All right. I'm distracted. Lucy Lopez is in here. Their butt turned towards me. very distracting. I know. I'm not going to shut up. How's it going, baby? Looking good? Thank you for the pizza, George. You're welcome. We're here for you. Mwah. We're your Ooh, tools. She smells good, too. We're your fools and your tools. I know she smells good. She looks good. She smells good. And I've hugged her, so I know she feels good. And in the shower, you don't want to know what we do in the shower. <laughs> Every morning, baby. You're my rinse cycle. Nice. Bye. <laughs> Have a nice day on Power 96. She's a pip. She's a sweetheart. She is. Is she on, uh, like, she starts at 2? Yeah, 2 to so 6. We don't have to, um, like, compete. No, we don't have to compete against her. You can start enjoying her show right after this one's over. Unless, of course, you want to talk to Goldie. Listen to that. We've got all kinds of options over here with your BBGI Broadcast Broadcast Broadcrap Group Incorporated. You could listen to Goldie today because uh, today could be the only day you stay after just because of eating. You could That's be eating right. After the I've show. got some serious eating to catch up on right after the show. QAM, crazy person line. Yeah, can you please tell me? No. QAM, hello. Jamba. QAM, hello. Hey. hey, hey, George. What do you think about Patty's one inches? What? Patty's one inches. What do you think about those? Are you are you a crank call? No, man. Patty, Patty's one inches. What do you think about Patty's one inches? Slow down. Patty's what? Juanetes. Juanetes. Juanetes, dude. You come on, being Cuban, you don't know who no, Juanetes are. Sorry, you don't. You understand that I was kidnapped by rednecks and they they deprogrammed all the Cubanness out of me. Oh man. 
I'm, pretend that I just came down here for the first time and I don't even know what guava is. So what's a Juaneta? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. I, I told you it was, I was a prank call. I was trying to call. learn, you know. QAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm trying to find out who's pitching Sunday's game for the Astros and the Marlins. I'll tell you who's catching. QAM, hello. Hello. Hi, George. Hi. George, I know you have a lot of female listeners, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I couldn't believe I heard a Vagisil commercial. On our on our radio? Yeah. Yes. Hey. And handy wipes, too. I, I was so hoping that it was a joke. Let me tell you something. The Vagisil, that seems a little strange, but handy wipes are a man's best friend. You can carry them in your purse. And in your glove compartment and in your Where pocket. Whatever rocks your boat. You um, need, listen, men need handy wipes twice as much as anyone else. <laughs> but right? why Vagisil? Please. Is that Joyce's idea, I guess, huh? Listen, it's a network spot. Here's the yeah. non-funny answer. Okay, well. Um, network spot. They, they have no idea what radio station they're buying spots for. True, true. Um, I heard the tail end of a very happy flight attendant. Do you remember that bit? The Ebonic Something one? that we played? Yeah, the yeah, Cherry yeah, yeah. Q Lickerdale flight attendant yeah, I, bit. Do we have two more breaks this hour, or just the one? Just one. Okay, because anyway, that's a very long bit. That's very tempting. Oh, is it? I could get a lot of pizza down during that four minutes. Yeah, it's four minutes long. All right. Well, is that a request? Are you requesting it? Um, yeah, I can. Go ahead. Can. Say, say the words. Say you want it. I want you it. You want to hear it? You want it? How about the yeah. bit? Yeah. Okay, if it'll yeah, fit. That too. I'll Thank you, the bit. George. <laughs> that's all I got is a bit. You know, Neil's got this um, this poll. And early sex experiences is the, is in the lead, really, when you take out, I hate this poll, which I'm not going to do that anymore. Screw you people, all right? Hard. Bend over. Early sex experiences, are you kidding? Those are my favorite kind for a couple reasons. Number one, I was having some. My life is. So I, all I can do is remember them, the early sex experiences. Those are the only ones I was having. And the other thing that was good about it, besides, you know, your sex partners were all young and firm and... Right. Is everyone was equally bad, you know how I like I, I'm so it didn't matter. I'm bad in bed now. I like I really I'm just I'm horrible. But but in, in when you're a teenager, everyone is. Nobody's a marathon man. Nobody knows what you're doing, and the girls got nothing to compare it to either. It's like thirty seconds. Wow, that was incredible. That was the most exciting forty-five seconds of uh, this weekend. I was just with Bill the other day. He only lasted twenty. So at least I didn't have a bad reputation in those days. Talking about early sexual experiences. Back when I used to have some. Back in my teenage years and uh, and early twenties, when I used to have sexual experiences, now it's just I'm just a sperm donor. That's it. <laughs> if the wife wants to get pregnant again, she gets me drunk, and I'm always suspect when she comes at me with beer or any kind of alcohol. Hey, honey, don't you want to have a drink today? I don't want any more children. Get that away from me. Eleven till two on all pregnancy radio five sixty WQAM. How, how come I don't hear anything? Good morning, ladies there and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. This is Section 8 flight for Ebonics Airways. Please check your ticket at this time to make sure you're on board the right aircraft. As you have taken your seat today, we would like you to pay attention up here to the front for amen. I am your head hostess, Shirley Q. Licker. How you doing? Also assist me in the cabin today is Shamika, Danita, Laquita, Bonita, and Miss Rhonda. And we don't know what sexual orientation Miss Rhonda is or what her gender is, but you can ask her when she be seated. Today's flight is on a McDonald Boeing uh, MD-4040 aircraft. It is a double-deck whisper jet, honey. If we run into any problem on the aircraft today, 
Our captain is Reverend Cleotis Jefferson, who is also pastor of Macadamia Jubilation Congregation. And he is assisted today by Deacon Earl Clovis, and we want to welcome him into the spirit of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come to our attention that we have a celebrity on today's flight. Let's give it up and put your hands together for the complex multi-talents of Miss Latoya Jackson, who is flying first class with us today. I would like to point out that regulations do require that all firearms be securely stowed for the duration of the flight today to New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, we as your cabin crew is pleased to serve you. Do not hesitate to ask for assistance. However, the stewardess do not appreciate if people are feeling up on their legs. In the event of a change of altitude, oxygen masks will drop in front of your face. Please ask your child to remain seated at all times and apply their masks after you have applied your own masks. We ask at this time that you do not spill things on our carpet and it is not yet paid for. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look to the back of the aircraft, you will notice it is a restroom for your convenience located in the back and one up here in the front. But the one in the front is for first class only, thank you. Please note that the blue water will not dissolve a hair weave. But if you are an older individual, and I notice we got some old people up in here today, how y'all doing? We ask that you please use discretion and do not attempt to flush a disposable undergarment. On Ebonics Airways, if you choose to smoke, that is, of course, your business, and the airline do not be responsible if the white folks on the ground finds out about it. The smoke detectors in the restroom has been disconnected for your convenience, but we still ask, please do not smoke clove up in here. Our flight time today is whenever we get there, we get there. At this time, please be seated and excuse me to this lady down here in row 13B. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you to remove your hat as it violates FBFA regulations, okay? One final reminder today, our aircraft is not a church. The combination of liquor and altitude is not the same as getting happy. And I want to announce that also we do not allow any loud talking up in here. We appreciate you flying with us today, and we ask that you sit back and fasten your seatbelt, and you know how to do that, so I ain't going to tell you. If you're that ignorant, you need to get off the plane. We hope you enjoy your flight today. Now sit down and shut up, and here we go. Oh, I bought me just enough time to get some of this pizza down. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy, from New Orleans. You notice that flight is headed to New Orleans? I just remembered that's who sent me that. Thank you, Tracy. She's on there. She's on our space. My space. Your space. My face. Actually, I was going to make a Lucy Lopez comment, but she's not in here right now, so it would be kind of wasted. It had something to do with my face and a place. I got a good guess. It. And we can talk about that while we're on the air. See, she's a coworker. If we were to say any of these things with the microphone off, that would count as sexual harassment. But as long as the microphone is on, hey, hey, I'm just doing a show. I'm just funning about where I want to put things, like my tongue. So here's a list that I don't necessarily believe to kill the last uh, two and a half minutes. It's a top ten list of unintentionally worst company URLs. Okay. I don't believe some of them, but some of them look quite funny. A site called Who Represents. You can check these out. No, I'm good, thanks. If you don't believe me. Who Represents. 
So you might want to take your crayon and write some of these down, because I'm not going to tell you what the URL comes out as. Whore Presents. See, that turns into Whore Presents. That's number one. Experts Exchange. When you take all the spaces out, expertsexchange.com. I see. Get it? Things like that. Penn Island. You write it out. I already right. know. You're doing these in your head? Great. I wish I could do math like that. Therapist Finder. For people who, like Ron, who might want a therapist. Go ahead. You can get a scratch piece of paper out. The Rapist. Get it? Get it? Our Italian Power Generator Company. PowerGenitalia.com. PowerGenitalia. Get it? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I don't know why I'm asking you to get it. Speedofart.com. Speed of Art. I'd play a sound effect, but George would have a good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. And on and on it goes. You can check some of those out. I don't know why. I just t- you can say that two minutes. Can't what? You? Speed of fart. Speedo. Speedo fart. Yeah. Speedo fart. No, it yeah. was the sound effect that I'd get in trouble for playing. Oh, this is true. I'm all distracted because uh, the food. Thinking about does Lucy want more pizza? Does she want? To, does she want like some of this salad? Maybe we should order desserts. Let's entice her with food. That always works. Well, not necessarily always. Food, alcohol, drugs. Oh, by the way. Joe, how dry I am. Joe sent me a fact that I he said that I uh, sounded dry. Okay. Yeah, I could use a drink. Me too, actually. I sure could. QAM, hello. Why am I taking calls? We're so late. What time do you have on your clock? 59. Okay. Well, Goldie's up next. Jim Mandich at 4. Marlins on deck at 6.30. Marlins in the Astros, 7.05. Ed Kaplan from Las Vegas after the game.